And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. Ladies and gentlemen, to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios located right here in beautiful northwest Pennsylvania. Folks, we broadcast live each and every weeknight. That's Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Global Star Radio Network. Oh, I'll tell you, we're also simulcast on Blog Talk Radio, and you can watch us live and on YouTube. Well, you can watch us, yeah, you can watch us live, and, or, I'm sorry, watch us live and by archive right on uh, our YouTube channel. L- links to each audio and video broadcasting venue can be found right on our home base at hagmanandhagman.com. Don't forget, we've got two different websites, hagmanandhagman.com for the show information only, hagmanreport.com for all the news information analysis of the news commentary that you need to know. That's the meat of the matter, HagmanReport.com. That's where you need to bookmark it. Of course, you can watch us live, as I said, on Hagman and Hagman.com. I'm Doug Hagman at the Helm Film Investigative Researcher, my son, Joe Hagman, something I like to call America's premier father-son investigative reporting team. We are coming, we, we're, we're opening this week strong. And, and it's going to be a strong week indeed. 22 days until the election. And we've got a lot to say tonight, a lot of ground to cover. It is just us. It's Joe and I and you. It's just all, it's just us. Just us tonight. Pull up a chair. If you're at home. If you're driving, don't take your eyes off the road. Just, just, just keep us tuned in. And if you're, but if you're at home, uh, Best seat in the house, right by your computer. Indeed, uh, we, we've got uh, we've got a lot of meat, a lot of information to provide for you. Have you noticed over the weekend? Did you notice, folks? The heat is has been turned up. The heat has been turned up all across the board. Um, reports are the Clinton cabal is. Unraveling. When I say unraveling, I'm not talking about they're they're breaking down. No, no, they're having a mental conniption. That's right. You've got Bill Clinton not knowing how to handle the revelations from the WikiLeaks. You got Hillary, and I quote, "Is pissed." Not my words. Not my not my word. That that comes directly from the advisors, from the, the the people around Hillary Clinton, reported on numerous websites in that language, in that in that using that terminology, and Chelsea Clinton hurt. Well, much can be said about all of that. I, I want to thank right now. I want to thank Global Star Radio Network for being the premier radio network for carrying our broadcast. I mean, um, I, I can only imagine what they're, you know, what Global Star goes through to keep us on the air. Um, the censorship, the calls for censorship are so great. And I want to thank BTR as well, Blog Talk Radio as well. 
Seriously. Stalwarts in, in the communication industry. Blog, talk, radio. Yes, indeed. Great people at BTR. They, they've got a, they've got a fantastic, uh, um, platform. Portions of the nice broadcast brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Are, 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 are you, are you hiring? Are, are you in charge of hiring? Are, are you part of the personnel department? Are you looking, or perhaps you own a business? Are you looking, looking for that special candidate? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place is not enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, everyone. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. You can find candidates in any city, industry, nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling of emails, no calls to your office, no bother. You can quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire them, hire the right person quickly. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. That's right. And right now, folks, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. One more time to try for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. More on that later, but, uh, yes, it, it's, it's been a, it, it's been an incredible weekend for news. Now, before, Joe, before I bring, uh, before we get into the dialogue, I, I want to mention this. Um, I was a little hurt that, uh, my goodness, to find out last year that, um, I, I wasn't given an, an invitation to attend a dinner party at 3743 Brandywine Street Northwest in Washington, D.C. Yeah, that's the house. That's where John Podesta and his wife live on Brandywine Street there, Northwest in D.C. 3743. I, I, I didn't get the email inviting me, but yet 28 members of the media did by John Podesta. You, you see, folks, if you, if you go, if you go to HagmanReport.com or if you want to comment on the story, you can go to CanadaFreePress.com. There it's on the cover. It's not new news. It's, it's not new. But, but it lists the names. I, I list the names of the reporters, the journalists who were tapped to cover the campaign, the Clinton campaign, this, in this dinner party that that was uh, actually scheduled three days before Clinton announced her candidacy officially. Yes, Liz Kreutz, I guess her name is, from ABC, Julie Pace from AP, Ken Thomas, AP. I'm not going to go through all 28. You get the idea. All the mainstream media people were invited to this, to this soiree at the modest residence of John Podesta there on Brandywine Lane Brandywine Lane uh, or Brandywine Street northwest in DC y- y- yes to to cover the strategize the strategize for Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton and, and and the next day Friday night the New York crowd well they were invited to Another off-the-record party at the home of pollster, Democratic pollster, 
Joel Benenson. Yeah. And, and that the same email thread invited this broader universe of New York reporters for cocktails and hors d'oeuvres at 6.30 p.m. on April 10th, 2015, at Joel's home at 60 East 96th Street, apartment 12B, New York, 1012A. That's right. Again, to coordinate the events on behalf of the Clinton cabal, and, and those people who who were coordinating those events on behalf of the Clinton cabal include, of course, Huma Abedin, Robbie Robbie Mook, you know Robbie, Nick Merrill, Jennifer Palmieri, Brian Fallon. That's right, Manny Grunwald, Jim Margolis, just to name a few. You see, folks, here's what we're going to be doing over the next, well for the foreseeable future until someone shuts me up and you're, you're going to have it's going to it's possible but pack a lunch you see we're going to be naming names naming names exposing this criminal cabal by name by location not pulling any punches because there's a lot of criminality to go around from the right to the left and the left to the right. Now, I, I want to warn you, however, there's a, there's a warning that, that comes with this. Look, folks, if you happen to, to be adherent to the corporate mass media, in other words, if you have, and, and this, I, I, I was just notified. I got, I got an emergency text from my personal uh, care physician on this if you find yourself in the same room as either ABC, NBC CBS, MSNBC in particular MSNBC and in particular the Rachel, Rachel Maddow program as well as Chris Matthews you may suffer as you walk by the if your TV is on and you're you're in the same room or within within earshot folks you might suffer some side effects from the broadcast that include inability to breathe temporary tooth loss severe rectal and anal bleeding and or leakage projectile vomiting and even projectile bleeding Delusions of grandeur, grandeur, a, a sudden affinity for the kazoo, spontaneous growth of nose hair, odd food cravings, and, and internal cellular breakdown and bleeding, very much like that caused by the Ebola virus, and an overall inability to attain nirvana. It, it, or spot, or periods of ignorance, or or you may develop perhaps the spontaneous ability to speak in a foreign language, or experience even worse, a soreness of your hair. That's right. So be very careful when you're near such broadcasts. It reminds me of. I don't know how many people are fans of the um the former sitcom um 
Seinfeld when Kramer found he was uh, he had a reaction to Mary Hart from Entertainment Tonight. How many people remember that? The sound of her voice caused him to go into convulsions. Such as the same, perhaps, with with thinking conservatives, thinking Christian conservatives, when in the same room as these these programs of really insanity. Just warning you, folks. Yeah, of course, it's a little bit, little bit of fun stuff there, but, but we have a lot of, a lot of information to get into. I, I would urge everyone to, to certainly uh, check out. Uh, I, I, I couldn't post this to Hagman Report, but I, I made a post on my personal Facebook page on uh, Sunday morning at six fifty in the morning, uh, kind of what to expect over the coming days with respect to the emails. The email dumps, they're now coming in at a thousand, a clip of a thousand per day. I've, I went through 20, 28,400 emails over the last, I don't know, week or so, four days, five days, six days. It's, it's taking me hours. I, I'm overlaying the timing of the emails, the email threads, joining them together along with the, with the Clinton Foundation and coming up with this picture of, of this, this criminal criminal cabal we're going to be reporting Joe and I are going to be reporting to you on that as well so Joe I, I just yeah, thanks I mean, for letting me uh, give that an introduction we uh, were on uh, for those who might have missed it we were on Dave Hodges show last night from 8 to 9 uh, the common sense show talking with Dave about some of the revelations from the latest email links from the Podesta emails parts 1 through 10 to the uh, more paid speeches from Hillary Clinton to her Wall Street donors were also released and there is a bunch of stuff that we we are going to go through not just from the emails uh, but what where this takes us it links us to a number of different um, important issues inside and outside of the campaign from uh, the State Department you know allowing Hillary Clinton to sell access the collusion between the Clinton Foundation the State Department and the media it's come out now that uh, journalists have given Clinton almost four hundred thousand dollars during oh, yeah. this election cycle, and uh, a number of stories about the press covering up what has been really going on, and basically is uh, an arm for the Clinton campaign. Um, but first, we have uh, a quick announcement, and we have Coach Dave. He is coming on. He's standing by right now. He's got a new show right here on Global Star Radio Network, and it's one hour uh, each weekday morning, and he's going to come on to talk about this. Coach, it's great to have you back on the show. Joe, Doug, great to great to be on. I'm listening to the first uh, ten minutes of the show here, and I'm, I'm going to get in and get out because I just... I love it, especially when your dad gets on a roll, and I sensed he was starting to, starting to get on a roll. But I appreciate the opportunity just to, to, to make the announcement that we are. I've been doing a show every morning since uh, the middle of January, trying to you know build a program, try to do it right, build an audience. We've been doing it through Google Hangouts. It's a little bit different. It's an inter- interactive show. I've got guys who are as crazy as it sounds. They're on the screen with me. It's almost like uh, it's almost like talk radio with these guys 
uh, who, are, who are part of and other people can join but we're, we're there every morning from 7 until 8 o'clock live so that, now that's Eastern Daylight Time and it's called Path Salt with Coach Dave and, and brother let me tell you something this is as you guys know this is manly gospel Christianity that is relevant to what's going on in the world and we just uh, came to a uh, uh, to partnership with with Global Star, we're, we're excited about it. We did our first show actually last Friday, and we had another good show this morning. We'll be there at seven o'clock tomorrow morning as well, Eastern Daylight Time. And uh, just feel like you know, Doug and Joe, we're all really kind of members of the same family anyway. You know, with with Ted Brewer and you guys and Hodges and all that kind of stuff. So it's uh, maybe we can build a network here where people can uh, instead of having to listen to O'Reilly and Limbaugh and all those frauds, be able to uh, get the real scoop on exactly what's going on so that's what we're doing seven to eight o'clock and it's archived you go to coachdavelive.com and you can connect there coachdavelive.com and uh where they're all archived it's all free we got the video there we got the audio there we got the live show we got the all the stuff that everybody has so uh just appreciate you guys giving me a, a chance to get in here and, and blow our trumpet a little bit and let everyone know oh, we're out man. there so just to be clear, you are now part of the Global Star Radio Network. Welcome aboard, and you can, I, I can't think of a better place to be. And, and no, I can't either, and it makes me seem like I'm important, but really just kind of me doing <laughs> doing my thing, and the Lord opened up a door for us to be able to get on there. It was a, it's a great, listen, it's 7 o'clock in the morning. I got guys, Doug, Joe, these guys are so fired up when they get up and go to work. Some of them are shaving their faces and listening to us, you know. Some of them are in their car driving down the road listening to us because we have all the call-in numbers and everything just like just like you guys do. And we're really, really making an impact. We're hearing from a lot of guys who are sick and tired of this sissified Christianity that's going on and understand that the battle we're fighting is a spiritual battle. It's not Republican and Democrat and liberal and conservative. It's not It's not any of that. And that Western civilization is... Un- it, it hangs in the balance, Doug. Joe, it hangs yeah. in the balance. And the only one who's going to do anything about that's not elected officials, not the conservatives. The only one who's going to do that is for the Christian man to arise and begin to say that we've had enough of this. And so that's what we talk about every every morning, five days a week from seven until eight o'clock. And if you give me just two minutes, I'm gonna I want I know that you guys say this all the time, Doug. The reason that the Republicans are so mad and the reason the Republicans will not fight back is because they're all connected to the Clinton Foundation. That money has been spread across Washington, D.C. like snow in Erie, Pennsylvania in the winter. They're all connected to it. And what they want to have happen is for Hillary Clinton to get President of the United States and then pardon everybody and say, let's move on. And uh, that's exactly why nobody's standing up and fighting and why the Republicans hate Donald Trump so much. Because the truth of it is guys if he was a uh, let's say trump was a stalking horse you know they accused him of that initially right he's just he's yeah. just in there for hillary somewhere yep. along the line trump figured out he could win and i yep. think the game changed and the more he got involved with it the more he saw what was going on and i think if, you, if people think that he's going to fall on his sword and be known as a guy who lost to hillary clinton man they don't know donald trump very much They're talking about a prideful guy right an arrogant guy he wants to lose to Hillary? Are you kidding me? So something has happened. There's been a metamorphosis that's taking, taking place. And in all my, all my life, man, I have never seen the attack on a single individual like we've seen on him. And I go back to two weeks ago when all that stuff broke about him having those affairs. And then they had the debate on Monday. Hey, Doug Hagman, 
the average man wouldn't have even showed up to that debate. He would have never made it past Saturday morning. And that guy walked in there on Monday night or Sunday night, whatever it was, and he owned that stage. That's the kind of guy we need fighting these globalists. And uh, I'm just praying that people wake up and understand exactly that this battle, it's not about abortion. It's not about gay marriage. Brother, now listen, nobody's more pro-life than me. Nobody understands more than me how important it is to stop ending abortion. But we have got to stop the bleeding before we clean up the mess. And I believe that this is a guy who is really doing everything he can because he has the money, because he has the name recognition, because he has he's tapped into something, Doug, and I believe this is our last chance, really, to push back against the globalists. Uh, uh, man, I could not have said that any better than you just did. Coach, you know, it's... And, uh, allow me to say this, and, and please chime in with your thoughts. But if you are a Christian male listening to this, or if you're a Christian female, it, uh, I shouldn't say Christian male, if you're just a Christian listening to this of voting age and you do not vote for Donald Trump, shame on you. We know Hillary Clinton. We know that she is, you know, is a lustful baby killer, unborn baby killer. We know that she's all in for same sex marriage. We know that she's anti second amendment. And of course, with that goes anti first amendment. We know the communist crud we're going to get from this communist progressive witch. And, and I mean that. Yes. The judges, Doug. Judges. Yes. Yes. The judges. Even though, I, I yeah. run into Christians. They, they say, well, I'm not even going to vote. I can't vote for either one of them. I say, since your vote doesn't really matter to you all that much, how about doing me a favor? How about going and casting a vote for my grandchildren? Will you go do that? Because it matters to me and it matters to my grandchildren whether or not we have a future in this nation. And, I, you know, I'm sick and tired of Trump and all his uh, uh, bluster and all that. Yeah, hey, he ain't the perfect guy. But, Doug, we are, listen. If we don't wake up, folks, they're not just going to be aborting babies. They're going to be aborting live babies. And they're going to be aborting grown Christians. Now, I wish that was fear porn, but I'm just telling you, my friend, that is the truth. And the Lord has given us an opportunity. He's, he's put this man in, in here to, to combat that global. They say, well, coach, he's just as bad. Well, let me make this illustration. I'll let you go, Doug. It's like I walk up my I live out in the country. I walk up my driveway and got my wife with me and my three grandbabies that I love and walk up there and I'll stop, get up to my porch. I got my gun with me because we've been out for a walk. I got one shell in my gun. We get up there and all of a sudden there's two dogs, vicious dogs, sitting on my porch growling at my family. Ooh. And I look at my wife and says, honey, do you recognize those dogs? Do you recognize either one of those? And she says, well, honey, that one on the right, I recognize that one. That's that dog from the Laytons over the hill. And he's the one that's ravaged all the chickens in the community. He's gone around. He's killed the cats. That's a vicious dog. He's killed everything he can get his hands on. And I said, that other one, I don't know. He sure looks mean, too. And I said, thanks, honey, because you just made my decision for me. I'm going to shoot the dog I know. And Doug, that's that's where we are. I'm gonna shoot the dog I know. I don't I don't know about this other vicious dog, but I know what that one's capable of, and I'll be daggone if I'm gonna let her get a hold of my grandbabies. Amen. What a, what a great metaphor, an important one as well. You know, it's uh, uh, yeah, we as we as a populace have one shell, one vote, and one chance. That's my view. 
And, and we fall under a trap, Doug. Yeah. Joe, yeah. we fall under a trap. President's not king. The pre- Matt Truella, when Pastor Matt was on with you, courts don't make law. What a great program that was. See, Trump was, should be held in check by the Congress and by the Senate. He's not king. Obama's not king. We've just acted like he is. Well, let's get rid of that other dog. And when Trump gets in there, then let's have the Senate and the House hold his feet to the fire and do what he said he was going to do in the platform. This, to me, is not, this is not hard. But if we think he's, they're calling him Hitler and all that stuff, do we think, are we electing a dictator? If we are electing a dictator, well, then we're, hey, we're screwed anyway, aren't we, brother? And if, if the House of Representatives and the Senate don't, don't step up and do their job, then, then we get whatever we get. We deserve it. Amen, brother. Well, I, we're so we're so tickled that that you're on seven to eight every morning, on right here on the Global Star Radio Network, seven to eight every morning, and, and Coach Dave Live. That's the that's what that's, that's where the time is. Coach Dave okay. Live, and it's it's hard hitting. It's it's cutting edge. It's salty. It's it's everything, brother. And I just appreciate you giving me the chance to come on and announce that oh, that relationship we formed and. Uh, Let's fight for all we're worth and try to rescue America while we can. Hey, here's one of my themes, Doug. Trump can't make America great again. I like the slogan. I wear a hat, make America great again, but he can't. The only thing Donald Trump can do is he can buy us a little bit of time and give us a chance to make the church great again. That's what I want to do, brother. I want to make the church great again. And if Trump buys us a little bit of time and the church awakens and stands up and begins to push back, uh, my grandkids may have may have a little bit more of a future than it looks like right now. Love you guys. Appreciate the chance to come on and uh, uh, honored to be in this battle with you. Thanks, Coach. Anytime. God bless. Thank you. Thank your wife. And I'll be tuned. We'll be tuned in to Coach Dave live tomorrow morning at seven o'clock. God bless you, my brother. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. God All bless right. you. That was America's coach, America's coach, Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer, Coach Dave Live, right here on the Global Star Radio Network, 7 to 8 o'clock, each and every morning, weeknight or weekday morning, Coach Dave Live on the Global Star Radio Network. So proud to, to, to be part of the network that's growing by leaps and bounds. So proud and so honored, folks, that you are tuned in to us tonight. We promise. We promise that your investment of time this evening will be well worth it. Tell your friends, tell your family about our program, The Hagman and the Hagman Report. We're going to be right back. Stay right where you're at. Make sure your seatbacks and tray tables are in their full upright and locked position. We are about ready to just take right off here. A lot of news to get into. The view from cruising altitude at the moment. You've got you've got Julian Assange right now. Apparently, something has happened with respect to Assange. You've got his web and internet access being completely cut off. Um, 
and of course the dead man switch activated. By that I mean any of the um, information that he had stored and planned on being released will continue to be released with or without him. And even if they, the globalists, the Clintons, the Careys of the world, uh, the Soroses, the global machinery want to go after Assange, and they will, and they are, it appears, regardless of what these democratic, national, progressive, socialist morons out there believe or, or refuse to believe, this is a war, it's a hot war. There are people in the crossfire, folks, it is getting extremely Precarious. It, it has been for a while, but it's even getting hotter and hotter. Uh, that's taking place, of course. The noose around his neck, figuratively, of course, is tightening. Joe had mentioned earlier, and, and he's going to be getting into, into this, of course, as the program progresses and unfolds. Journalists that are just providing oodles of cash to the Clinton cabal. You've got the corporate media, as I referenced earlier, exposed. And I told you about the people in the tank for the Clintons. Not new news, but verification that the media, in in large part, is nothing more than a propaganda arm of the Clinton cabal, the criminal cabal, the globalist cabal. You've got Soros involved in the Clinton campaign, of course. You've got uh, now. I, I want to bring. I want to start off here. As well, this is rather new. Project Veritas had, uh, James O'Keefe had, uh, launched a video, an 18 minute video today, dropped that off or dropped that into the, into the hopper. And this is what's happening right now as we speak at Trump rallies across the United States. All right. When you've got a Trump rally, you, which, 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 which you have are individuals that are paid operatives at these rallies to cause trouble. Well, uh, J- James O'Keefe had, had, uh, just, um, uh, through his undercover work had given you or have given us undercover video of a, a guy by the name of Scott Foval. He's the head of something called the Foval Group, F-O-V-A-L Group, L-L-C. Um, he's the National Field Director for the Americans United for Change. He's the former member of the People for Democratic, uh, the People, People for the Democratic Way, which is a Soros-funded group. And of course, this also involves a guy by the name of Bob Kramer, Kramer. Uh, with a group called democracypartners.com. You've got a couple of uh, uh, minions, these low-level operative thugs by the name of Aaron Mintor, M-I-N-T-O-R, who's also known as Aaron Black. He works full-time for Bob Kramer. He's something called a rapid response leader along with Zalima Rodriguez, who's an activist along the same lines as Black. And, and here's what they do. Here's what they do. They go out to these Trump rallies, and they use the mentally impaired, mentally infirmed, and even some physically infirmed people. And they engage in something called bird dogging. I don't know how many people have 
have heard of this. This actually, this term I had seen used, bird dogging and variations of that phrase or that term used in the Podesta emails, the tens of thousands of Podesta emails. But see, bird dogging is the act of sending someone out early to a campaign event, a Trump campaign event, where they get in, in the front of the line and they also have people in the back of the room or the back areas, but primarily the bird dogging in the front of the line where they can create a trouble, ask the candidate or, you know, throw accusations out, uh, uh, ask the candidate, uh, uh, or the staff questions or, or just get rowdy cause a scene, cause a physical confrontation. And that, of course, makes the headlines. Well, who funds that, according to Project Veritas' James O'Keefe? Who funds that? And uh, I've got it the, right the, here. The who funds it, and then who who protects spins and, and puts these stories out to, for maximum damage? i got four sentences as to who funds it. The Clinton campaign pays the Democratic National Committee. Clinton campaign pays the DNC. The DNC pays the company known as the um, uh, uh, Dem- Democracy Partners, which is Bob Kramer's group. Democratic Partners pays the Foval group. The Foval group pay the activists. Now, let me repeat that one more time. The Clinton campaign pays the DNC. The DNC pays Democratic Partners. Again, that's Bob Kramer's group. Democratic Dem, uh, Democrat, uh, Democracy Partners pays the Foval Group. And the Foval Group pays the activists such as Aaron Minter or Aaron Black and Zalima Rodriguez. This has been disclosed by James O'Keefe undercover videos by none other than Scott Foval himself, who's the National Field Director for America's United for Change. And again, the former, uh, uh, former, uh, he's formerly involved with the People for uh, the American Way, which is a Soros-funded group. And, and they laughed. They're laughing at you. They're laughing at us because you see, oh, there's, Plausible deniability, something from the Nixonian era. Oh yeah, plausible deniability. Where it's so far removed from the Clintons that they won't make the connection. And right on camera, this, this moron, uh, Scott Foval, is laughing. And, and laughing at the fact that they'll use the homeless. They'll use the mentally impaired. They'll use the physically impaired to, to foment this, this riot behavior, this chaos. We're naming names here, folks. Actually, James O'Keefe is naming names. We're just shouting it from the rooftops. And at the end, and, and old Bobby Mook, part of the Clinton campaign, is front and center in this. You know, I, I check my Facebook, uh, my personal Facebook page where I, where I put the, I put the story up at seven o'clock on Sunday morning. I don't know. I, I put it up there. I, I, I don't know. But anyway, I, I put up the, uh, my findings and, and I'm creating reports. I, I have to break it down because it's so voluminous. I'm creating reports from the, the string of emails. 
And the string of emails overlaps the timeline of the Clinton Foundation. And the Clinton Foundation is just tied in with the gazillions of dollars. Of course, that's an exaggeration. The money, the extreme amount of money, the the foreign donations, and the pay-to-play while Clinton was part of the Secretary of State. But I checked my... I posted on, on my personal Facebook page, and uh, that, that's all I did. I didn't I didn't put an article up or anything like that, just to give people the followers on Facebook a heads up that I was going to be writing this report. And it was pretty funny because um, it was shared a lot and, and it made the rounds. But uh, some of the messages I got were not so nice. Some of the emails I got from that were. Not so nice. Because you see, criminality does not like sunshine. The, the criminals don't like to be named by name. Because they're cowards. They're cowards, each and every one of them. And their hubris will take them down. And will help in taking them down. But it's just a matter of time. They go after Assange. They're going to come after us, and they're going to come after you. Don't feel because you're not, maybe because you don't have a microphone that you're not, uh, you're not targeted. You are. When we see how vindictive Hillary Clinton is, and know the extent of the connection she has in the media, and you know with these operatives all across the country what would happen if she did win the election and then wanted to turn around and to shut those people up who spoke out against her in the election cycle who uh, handled these emails and yesterday there was two interesting uh, headlines that were created by CNN one uh, pertaining to the Clinton WikiLeaks email release and to a um, the firebombing of a GOP office in North Carolina. Uh, the first one did we'll you, talk about. Wait, did you see Joe when you mentioned that firebombing? That yes, I'm going to get into the. Did you did you see the, the, the blaming of <laughs> of the Trump's rhetoric? Yeah. Um, instead of no, they, they're saying the Trump people did it. It's a, their Reichstag fire. And one thing the media is not reporting is that uh, the graffiti that was left on the building, claiming that Republicans were Nazis and they. Uh, you know, needed to get out. What happened was CNN turns around and says, you know, Trump's rhetoric is to blame for the firebombing of this GOP office. Almost to say that, you know, if you don't like what Trump says, you can go firebomb there. Uh, it would lead you to violence. I wonder how, how much that would, uh, hold true if the same shoe were on the other foot and it was a Democratic, uh, headquarters in a city that was firebombed uh, or would they turn around and just try to blame it on Trump and CNN also did something uh, incredible yesterday they are believing people are so stupid or they believe they can continue to manipulate the people who watch them they came out 
and the CNN anchor warned it was illegal for you to look at the WikiLeaks emails, and only the media Chris was allowed to look Cuomo. at the emails. Yes. And um, you need to... This is what he said. Uh, Chris Cuomo, the CNN, CNN anchor, Chris Cuomo, and yes, the, the son of Mario Cuomo from New York State, the Democratic uh, governor, former Democratic governor of New York State, Chris Cuomo. And by the way, Joe, let me just say this. Come and get me. I've got all the emails on my hard drive. Come and get me. Well, Go ahead. Well, are you, are you the media? No, <laughs> Listen, this no, is what he of said. course not. I'm not this the media. What, what you got, you got, you got to have a, said. You got to have an invitation by you know by Mook or or, or, or Huma. Uh, no, no. Go ahead. He says. Also interesting is uh, this. Remember, it's illegal to possess these stolen documents. It's different for the media. So everything you learn about this, you're learning from us. Cuomo told viewers. Again, he says it's illegal to possess. Uh, the stolen documents or Hillary Clinton emails is different for the media. So everything you learn about this, you're learning from us. So not only did he lie to his viewers by saying it's illegal for you to possess the documents and not him and the media, he also went on to say everything you learn about this, you're learning from us. Almost to say what a knucklehead. that we are the only source that you can trust to bring you what's on these emails. And, uh, you know, factually, what he said couldn't be farther from the truth in every line that you read. Because, one, if you want to uh, look at this and dissect it a little bit, we learn nothing from paying attention to CNN, especially about the Clinton emails. They basically have said because they are stolen and Russia was the country behind stealing them, that they should be dismissed. Ooh, now which that you know is not true. Oh, okay. exactly. And now that they've, uh, you know, I think there's a, a huge push in the alternative media and social networking uh, as WikiLeaks was one uh, search term that was trending on Google very highly, much more than Hillary Clinton was um, in the last week, two weeks, there are people doing the independent research themselves, going through the emails and finding the important points, the damaging points to the Clinton campaign, to the media uh, collusion with the Clinton campaign. But they're, they're just saying that, you know... Um, Hey, listen, stupid. We're going to tell you what's on, what's important on these emails. And if you look at it, well, you're breaking the law. And, and you know something? Here's, here's Joe. Here's what I believe. We're investigators by profession. I've been an investigator 30 years, folks. You know my background. I don't care. I don't care what your political affiliation is. I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican. I don't even care if you're a Christian conservative. All I care about is the truth. I don't care if you're pro-Trump, pro-Trump. I am pro-truth. So, when we look at these emails, I don't care where it leads, where that trail of investigation, where that trail of breadcrumbs uh, lead, uh, I will follow that trail to the, to its bitter end. And I don't care who's at the end of that trail. That's how I approach this. That's how we approach this individually here at the, at the, uh, Hagman Report and collectively. And that's the way it should be done. We are not a politically biased organization in terms of our investigative um, uh, 
objectives. We look at something like this, and, and, and this, see, the, the FBI, I had, and I may have said this on air, Joe, early on, where I thought uh, Comey was, was halfway decent and put in an untenable position. I have since changed that after this, the amount of research I've done and the things I've found. I have found that Comey, uh, is really the subject of much disdain by the FBI rank and file, yeah. by law enforcement members. And I've got to tell you. Not only that, his brother's been linked to the Clinton Foundation yeah, and receiving funds from the Clinton Foundation. Yes. yes. And, and I think he's a gutless, spineless sellout. Now I'm talking about the director of the FBI. Now, back in the 90s, I was an operational informational asset for the FBI Department of Justice. I know how they work. I wouldn't trust the Fed at this point. Trust me when I say this. I have no... I wouldn't trust the Fed at this point with any... with anything. Not even close. Um... And, and maybe that, that, so that speaks to my relationship with municipal and, and uh, local police officers. None of them trust these these guys. They're morons, half of them. Anyway. Yeah, and you know, there's a, a good article um, on Mediate. It's an opinion piece, but it's titled WikiLeaks Exposes a Corporate Media as Out-of-Touch politicians and it goes on to talk about how hillary clinton was playing the room to the paying crowd in her private wall street speeches some people are looking at this as a yawn as there is no smoking gun here these are just a few versions of the nothing to see here rallying cry that has permeated corporate media over the last week in regards to the thousand of email thousands of emails wikileaks obtained from the account of clinton campaign chairman john podesta when tv news took a break from wall-to-wall trump coverage CBS, ABC, and NBC's morning and evening shows spent a total of four hours and 13 minutes on Trump's sexual assault allegations versus 36 minutes on the WikiLeaks emails between October 7th and the 13th. They widely viewed the revelations through a tone-deaf prism. The verdict, emails showing behind-the-scenes mechanisms of the Clinton campaign changing her positions in real time, coordinating with the Obama administration, crossing ethical lines with the Clinton Foundation as they were doing favors for donors, and more were irrelevant because there was no bombshells, according to many. And, and what a bunch of hooey that is. You know, somebody had asked me, who's John Podesta? And, and I think we, if I can just take us two minutes here and clear this up. Um, <coughs> excuse me, the, the Podesta emails, of course, now I think, uh, how many, Joe, how many, 11,000, 10,000, 12,000? You know? I think there's been a total of uh, closer to 15,000, 13 okay. to 15,000 released. They're up to part 10 on the Podesta emails. You have the uh, paid speeches that were released, and then right. Uh, I mean, I've got all three paid speeches, or I've got three paid speeches, um, all three copies that were released when that was last week. Yeah, and then okay. we have and the through those. the situation with Assange in. Uh, London, well, before, in the Ecuadorian wait, embassy. Yeah, before you get to that, l- let me just explain the Podesta emails. Let me explain who John Podesta is very quickly for those who don't know. Podesta, John Podesta, 
He's what? Uh, he was born in 49, so I don't know how, how you do the math. Um, he, he's the chairman of the 2016 Hillary Clinton presidential campaign. He previously served as chief of staff to Bill Clinton and the uh, counselor to President or the putative president, uh, Barack Obama. He is the former president and now chair and counselor of the Center for American Progress. Oh, you know that group, which is a liberal think tank, or that's what it's described as, billed as. And he's also a visiting professor of law at Georgetown. Now, just that, that gives you an idea of who John Podesta is. He spent most of his time, his early formative years in Chicago, grew up in Chicago, um in uh in the late sixties well in seventy one he graduated from uh um uh some minor college in in illinois and let's see he got his law degree from georgetown back in seventy six yeah seventy six now he worked as a trial attorney for the department of justice's honors program in the uh, uh land and resources division in the mid seventies and he he went on to this activist kind of uh, career, if you will, and then he held positions on Capitol Hill. He was uh, counselor to Democratic leader Tom Daschle back in the mid nineties. So you want to know who Podesta was? There he is, and he he served as uh, both an assistant to the president and a deputy chief of staff during the Clinton uh, years. Um, so he's really, really connected to Clinton, but he's also, he, in, in 03, he founded the Center for American Progress. You've got to understand how important that is. He stepped down, um, uh, he stepped down in, uh, 2011. And, uh, uh, this name, folks, remember this name, Nira Tandon replaced him. Nira Tandon, because her name, I found her name so many places in these Podesta emails. Now, she is a political activist, domestic policy advisor, um, and president of the Center for American Progress today, now. All right. It was since uh, Podesta jumped ship back in 11, 2011. And she is, uh, when, when you look to the left, uh, she's kind of the left of, of Chairman Mao. Um, so just so you know, but remember that name, Nira Tandon. And people want to know names? We're giving you names. We're giving you the meat. Joe, I didn't mean to so rudely no. and abruptly interrupt, but I want to make sure everyone knew who John Podesta is and why these emails are important, because these emails are proof positive of the criminal conduct, continuing course of criminal conduct of the Clinton cabal. And by the way, when this explodes, and it will, the shrapnel will take out not just these Democratic National Socialists like Clinton and, and, and like Podesta, but a lot of significant conservative Republicans as well, pundits and elected officials, folks. Trust me when I tell you, this goes deep, and this is really the epicenter of the globalist new world order. Oh, and the Bushes, neck deep in this. Neck deep. Trudeau, I mean, in Canada, a lot of the world leaders, neck deep. And oh, by the way, by the way, Islamists out the wazoo. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, and just a, a 
quick, a uh, couple quick announcements before we go to our uh, end of segment, top of the hour break. Um, what we're going to do tonight, next hour, we are going to come back and continue to dig into the important news, um, specifically what is in these emails and what is the important, any new important revelations pertaining to the Hillary Clinton criminality uh, through the Clinton Foundation, through the Clinton emails, and uh, what has come out that put the State Department in a really bad light as uh, it's come out that they've tried to, uh, they allowed the Hillary pay for uh, play access selling, as well as collusion with the media from the State Department's collusion with Clinton State Department and the media and uh, through the campaign and what the State Department was trying to do with the FBI, creating backdoor, backroom deals um, to not show the criminality. And then the third hour, we're going to be taking calls. We want to hear from listeners out there. We haven't taken calls in a while, specifically about important revelations in this uh, election. Because what's important to you bill. guys? Um, what do you think of, of the media coverage, the media bias that we see in this election? And you write this number down, and in the third hour, folks can start calling in. It is 844-769-2944. That's 844-769-2944. Again, we're going to be taking calls uh, from you guys in the last hour and covering important stories such as uh, when we come back, we'll hit this first uh, journo cash. Media gives $382,000 to Clinton and $14,000 to Trump, a 27 to 1 margin as the media is already being accused of rigging the election to help Hillary Clinton beat Donald Trump. American journalists have reinforced that perception of bias by handing Clinton nearly $400,000 in donations so far, according to a new explosive report. Folks, we're listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report. We'll be right back after this. Stay with us. Fast-paced, high-sprung Hagman and Hagman Report. We are loaded for bear tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for your belief and trust in us as we walk through this minefield of current events together. And things are only going to get increasingly tense and intense. Trust me when I tell you. It's really, things are really going to explode outward over the next three weeks. We've got 21 days until election day. Anything can happen and and expect that anything to happen. Folks, please do us a favor. Do, Do me a personal favor. Do me a solid, as they say, right? They still say that or is that, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's right. It's Team K9, okay? That's right, Team K9. But, but go to HagmanandHagman.com, HagmanandHagman.com, and, and click on our YouTube channel there, or Hagman Report. Click on the link to the YouTube channel. It's our official YouTube channel. Please subscribe. We, we There's no reason, really, given our numbers, 
there's no reason why we cannot be at you know well over a, a half a million subscribers on that on our YouTube channel. Uh, we know they're playing with numbers, our numbers. They do that. You know, I'm not. I, trust me, they do that. Also, please follow us on social networking. While we still can use the apparatus of the enemy to get the word out, please follow us on our social networking. That's Hagman Report on Facebook or Douglas Hagman on Facebook. Uh, Twitter is at Hagman Report. Or my personal Twitter's at Hagman PI. It, it helps us. It raises our visibility. It, it it just does. We need to get the word out. We were downloaded in 111 countries last year. 64 and a half million downloads. Those numbers don't mean squat. Really, they don't. They don't mean anything, except that people are hearing the truth. That's all that matters. I don't care if we change one mind, one heart, if we if we bring the truth to one person, one new person, mission accomplished. Now, a message to those people who are the owners of businesses, whether small, medium, or large, are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place is not enough to find quality candidates. Trust me when I tell you that. Having used other services, it's just that, or, or, or trying to do this on your own to hire qualified candidates, it could be a maddening task. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all of the top job sites, and now you can with ZipRecruiter. That's right, ZipRecruiter.com. You can post your job on to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Folks, find candidates in any city, any industry, nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. As I've said, I've used ZipRecruiter, and compared to the old way of doing things, I have not found anything easier, and if I if I say it's easy, man, it's easy, and you can do it. There's no juggling of emails or calls to your office. You can quickly screen candidates. You can rate them and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses, and right now our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com com slash free trial that's ziprecruiter.com slash free trial one more time to try for free go to ziprecruiter.com slash free trial or go to hagman report or hagman and hagman.com and click on the link to ziprecruiter and get started today the longer you wait the worse it'll be before you find or the longer it'll be before you find that that perfect candidate they make it so easy for you they really do. I'm so proud to be to be a, um, to be able to talk about ZipRecruiter.com/slash/free-trial. It, it's a great company. It's a great easy process. Again, ZipRecruiter.com/slash/free-trial. Now, Joe, during the break, you and I had some words. You know, and, and ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how many people have heard this. Um. I'm a good friend 
we're Joe, Joe and I are good friends of Tom Bowerly. Tom Bowerly is, of course, a talk show host in Buffalo, New York. Those people listening from Western New York, uh, Canada, well, actually the eastern part of the United States because of WBEN's signal, know Tom Bowerly. He's the afternoon drive time host for WBEN. Tom is a good friend of, of my, again, a good friend of mine. I've known him for, my goodness, well over 10 years. Steve knows him. Uh, Steve Quayle knows him. Uh, I've been to Tom's home. I've, I've been, in fact, I've been in studio with Tom Bowerly. Um, we've done remotes together in Western New York. Some of the greatest people I've ever met have been um, at the remotes and in studio with Tom Bowerly. Tom Bowerly is a, a class act in terms of talk show hosts. He really is. Yeah, now, he's a he's a, a great talk show host. He uh, covers important uh, uh, national political information as well as other local uh, Buffalo stuff. And um, yeah, we've met him several times. He's been on the show uh, a number of times, going back years. <laughs> yeah. And he had a, a very interesting interview where he talked with Tracy Martin, a former traveling chef who worked under the first Clinton administration, where he has said that Hillary Clinton has angrily referred to uh, black workers as the N word. Um, and that's not you nice. can. Uh, it, yeah, he's a he's a traveling chef again. His name is Tracy Martin, and the the story is on Infowars, and you can hear the interview uh, there. Hillary called black servant the N word, claims former Clinton chef, and during this interview with Tom Bowerly, uh, he cites incidences that occurred during um, a private function at the Elizabeth Taylor Medical Center in Washington D.C. prior to a public engagement between Hillary Clinton and uh, the wife of former French President. Uh, Jaquise Chirac, a gentleman of color came in with something and it did not please her in a way it was when he walked out. She says that, uh, and then she used the N-word, Martin told WBEN 930 host Tom Bauer. Yeah, that was during so, a function with Chirac. At, at, yeah. The, yes. So you are alone with Hillary after the black guys bring something that Hillary does not like and she says to you that N-word. Bowerly asked Martin. Yes, Martin confirmed. And according to Martin, the Clintons made racist comments on a routine basis after the incident, or and the incident did not come as a great shock to him. And there's also speculation about a Hillary Clinton video uh, of her using, you know, these racially racial uh, terms um, to refer to African Americans. And um, there are claims that it will be released soon. Uh, from James O'Keefe's site, Project Veritas. It's been uh, thrown around on Twitter. Uh, O'Keefe's written on his own Twitter page, as well as other people who are close to him and allegedly have seen these videos, that it will actually come out and uh, there's going to be a video of this. But back to the interview, um, the chef goes on to say, you know, they think nothing of it because there was no press around. And we've heard stories um, about Hillary Clinton and, you know, there are how many ex-Secret Service agents who've written books about her conduct and treatment of help inside and outside the White House from Secret Service officials to other uh, White House personnel, aides, and uh, close Clinton confidants. There's even a, uh, a video going around which is uh, 
reports after the town hall style meeting with Matt Lauer that Hillary Clinton had a, a meltdown where, you know, she just went on a, a, a I guess a tirade, a rage, uh, went, went off the rails to the point where her aides were afraid to comfort her and she was just, you know, screaming, um, and, and putting them down. And obviously, you know, they don't allow, um, the workers closest to Clinton to keep cell phones on them when they are working with and around her for the purposes of making sure that nobody, you know, records or uh, uses the phones to sneak pictures or get any type of uh, hidden communications out there. But again, you know, James O'Keefe says that there's going to be a uh, video released of her uh, degrading African Americans, and, and there's, you know, a lot more. And we, we're going to have Dinesh D'Souza on Wednesday. And he's going to talk about some of this. He's got he has a, a new book out that deals with some of this stuff too. And I guess the question is, if this, there is a video of Hillary Clinton, Clinton making racist comments at African Americans, and it does come out, will the mainstream media even cover it? You know, we already went over the uh, ties between, in some degree, the journalist and the uh, Clinton campaign. We have the list from the what was it, twenty eight journalists who were yeah, invited. Yeah, but to hold, the, hold on a second. We, we can't go. We can't go beyond this uh, Tracy Martin chef story before. I, I just want to let people know there's a backstory to this. Infowars does not even have this backstory. They do a great job. They do a fantastic job. Okay, but there's a backstory to this that people don't know. Now, Paul Joseph Watson uh, did the actual story about uh, Hillary calling black servant N word claims former Clinton chef, again, Tracy Martin, as Joe alluded to, this is during a meeting with Jacques Chirac of France, and, and of course, you know, uh, she went off with, in a, in a, uh, with regard to the help and such, but, okay, so, here's, here's the backstory. Tom Barley sought out, he heard, first of all, he heard about Tracy Martin, who happened to be a chef, in Buffalo, New York, where Tom does his show. You with me so far, everyone? Okay, so Tom calls up Tracy Martin and says, Hey, can you come on the air with me? And it, it, tell me about your experiences with, with Clinton, with Hillary and Bill and such. Well, this kind of came out of left field. It wasn't expected. This was not, he was not after this particular, this was almost like a, an afterthought, all right? This surprised Tom Bowerly. So Tom pressed forward with Tracy Martin. All right. So this aired. I, I don't recall specifically when this episode aired. It was within. Joe, do you remember? When, when it was, was it seven, six, seven, eight months ago that this first aired, or was it longer? Um, I'm on not WBN. sure. All right. Yeah, because I'm trying to remember, and I was looking through my date books, because uh, I still use date planners. I'm old school. Anyway, I was looking through my datebooks. I couldn't find it, and uh, because I remember this right after this happened, right after uh, Tracy Martin appeared on 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 the, the Bowerly show, I got a call from Tom. He said, "I, I got a problem." Um, now I I have to be respectful here, and I can't really give out too much information, except to say there was communication between Tom and I. I'm not going to give give out the specific details. Uh, about how, where, and when, but nonetheless, there was communication. And he said, I'm being harassed, I'm being followed, and even 
or equally worse, Tracy Martin is being harassed and being followed. I said, okay. Um, and again, I don't want to violate any, um, any anything. Um, I'll just say that, that uh, Bowerly's got a security detail in security, as I do. Um, things were witnessed. Um, and again, I'm being very cautious here. And there were threats made. But the threats didn't go anywhere, or, or the investigation of the threats didn't go anywhere, because there was also some animus between Bowerly and the governor of New York. Well, suffice it to say that, that Tom Bowerly did catch and documented surveillance at his home and away from his home after this happened and the harassment has been non-stop um, folks it's from the Clintons I, I, I believe it's from the Clintons I believe it's from operatives of the Clintons that's the back story Th- that's the rest of the story as, as Paul Harvey would say because the, the the story about the N word is just the the obvious. It's just the beginning. But there have been attempts to shut Bowerly up in a big way, and I'm worried about my friend. I I I got to tell you, I'm I'm concerned about him. Jude McLeod knows the story from CanadaFreePress.com, and there's a lot to worry about. Because these people are ruthless. And I'll just say this. What's happening now, today, is a lot worse than than what's been happening. What happened, we'll say, six months ago or a year ago. It's getting worse and worse. I just just want to tell you that, that... so it's only half the story. And again, InfoWars did a tremendous job in covering the story with the chef. But the other side of the, the story is the intimidation, the threats. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, trust that, me when I tell you it's bad. And those threats, you know, you can see from the, uh, what you talked about in the, the beginning of the first segment, the video that was released by James O'Keefe and Project Veritas, um, showing operatives of the Clinton campaign uh, inciting violence in Trump rallies and saying the media would cover it and spin it to their favor. Um, you know, very eye-opening stuff, folks. You can go to the Drudge Report, and on the left-hand side, on the top of the last link, there you can find the video there. You can just search uh, or go to Project Veritas and watch the video. Uh, James O'Keefe was also on Hannity Radio Show today, and I believe he was scheduled to do the TV show. I'm not sure, though. Uh, I've seen uh, that they might have canceled, Fox News might have canceled all James O'Keefe appearances, which wouldn't be surprising you at know all. Why? Rigging the Election is the title. Rigging the Election video. Clinton campaign and DNC incite violence at Trump rallies. They talk about um, a dirty tricks operative 
providing dark money trail to the DNC and Clinton campaign. Violence at Trump rallies traced the Clinton campaign and the DNC through the process called bird dogging, which is something you uh, referenced in the first hour. That's right. Uh, shady coordination communications between the DNC, Clinton campaign, and Hillary Clinton's super PAC and other organizations revealed in what he calls uh, illegal campaign uh, I believe it's legal campaign contributions law that was broken. A Clinton key operator said it doesn't matter what the legal and ethics people say. We need to win. Uh, we need to win this. And this video details uh, a number of disturbing examples of behind-the-scenes shady practices. Um, that you know what Donald Trump is saying is is true. How this is this election is rigged, and it and it is in a number of ways from the media covering up what the Clinton crimes are from the Clinton Foundation to the connections with her super PACs and the foreign money that has been donated to her account. You know, it's illegal to have any foreign donations for a presidential candidate or any foreign contributions to a presidential candidate's uh, Of course, and why do you think it is? Election. Yeah, uh, I I mean, And they've, you know, we've seen how, you know, and they get around this by creating... um, you know, false shell corporations moving money from the foundation to the campaign, um, you know, through basic money laundering uh, 101 tactics. Well, O'Keefe mapped it out very simply. I'll just go over this for the people just joining us now uh, with respect to what you mentioned, you know, Scott Fovol, the Fovol group, and, of course, the O'Keefe uh, revelations here. It's very simple because there has to be, you know, uh, uh, degrees of separation, and there can't be any trail of money. Here's how it works. The Clinton campaign pays the DNC. That's the Democratic National Committee. The DNC then pays Democracy uh, Partners, which is the brainchild uh, of Bob Creamer. Okay, then Democracy Partners pays the Fovol Group, of which Scott Fovol is the mastermind there. He's head of the Fovol Group. Uh, He's the National Field Director for Americans United for Change, the former uh, man in charge for the people for uh, the American Way, which is a Soros-funded group, George Soros-funded group. And then, of course, Fovol, Scott Fovol pays the uh, operatives, people like Aaron Mentor, that's his real name, you're going to hear him referred to as Aaron Black, he works full time for Bob Kramer, he's what's known as a rapid response leader, when you, when Trump uh, schedules a rally, uh, he'll go out, he'll get the uh, the mentally impaired, the homeless, the Yeah, this is what he people. says, yeah, I'm saying ahead. we have mentally ill people that we pay to do things. Make no mistake, over the last 20 years, I've paid off a few homeless guys to do some crazy stuff. And I've also taken them for dinner. And I've also made sure they had a hotel and a shower. And I put them in a program like I've done that. But the reality is, a lot of people, especially our union guys, a lot of our union guys, they'll do whatever you want. Oh, the They'll rock and roll. Yep. When yep. I need to get something done in Arkansas, the first guy I call is the head of the AFL-CIO down there because he'll say, what do you need? And I'll say, I need a guy who will do this and this and this. And they find that guy. And that guy uh, will be like, yeah, let's do this. Uh, and then O'Keefe promised to release part two tomorrow of the next installment um, to expose voter fraud schemes discussed at the highest levels. The Hillary Clinton campaign is leaving nothing to chance, as we have seen, and will continue to reveal our undercover investigation into the dark machine of the Hillary Clinton campaign, says James O'Keefe. And they promised to release um, one, at least one bombshell a day. 
And, and you uh, know, now I had a question to you. Now I'm going to ask you a question, and folks, you can kind of in your mind chime in on this. Why do you think? Why not just dump everything all at once? Yeah, I agree with that, okay. especially before no, I the don't, debate. But I don't agree with that. But I mean, if there's something uh, just damning on Hillary Clinton that she herself said, I believe they need to get it out before this Wednesday debate. Well, uh, to some extent, I do. But but here's the problem with this, and, and here's what I run into. You take twenty eight thousand emails. And I'm talking about the emails from WikiLeaks. And then toss on top of that another 12, 14,000 emails from the Podesta uh, files. Now you're talking 40,000, roughly 40,000 or 35,000 emails, whatever it might be. All right. You dump it all out there. And, and if that's all fine, well, and good. But you've got to spend the time to connect the dots because if you overwhelm people with with a lot of information, don't forget the generation of today. Now, I'm excerpting, of course, or accepting our audience, the present company excluded here, uh, because we know you folks, you folks get it, but, but the majority of Americans don't get it. They don't have the time, and I'm not faulting them, they don't have the time or the energy or the ability or the resources to sit down um, and, and map all of this out. This really should be the job of our in, uh, uh, federal investigative agencies like the FBI, but they're co-opted, so they're, they're not going to do it. Then it should fall into the laps of the journalists, but they're co-opted too, so they're not going to do it. So we'll do it, and it's by the grace of God, by your support, folks, by the by, by the, the contributions you have given us that allows us to use our time wisely to create these investigative reports and these radio programs to inform and to provide the information to you without without bias. Now, we're obviously, in the case of Hillary versus Trump or Trump versus Hillary, we're obviously anti-Hillary pro-Trump. And, and I say that only because, well, you heard what, what Coach Dave Dobmeyer says, but, but look... It's to me, it's a no-brainer, and I want to toss out one more thing, and this is more of a, more of a, a personal bias to me. I, I, I saw uh, this uh, this pastor. I, I guess it would be a pastor. I don't, I don't know. Uh, uh, the, he wrote something this this lengthy uh, missive about voting for the lesser of two evils. Look, folks, we're, and I take I take exception to this. It's because of him and people like him, in, in my view, that is that, that is causing the evangelical Christians not to vote and to and, and to justify their inactions not to vote because oh I can't possibly vote for Trump because of you know his past well obviously I, you know I I understand that well okay so by not voting or by tossing your vote so it ultimately elevates Clinton what are you doing you're actually accelerating at least in my view the demise of our country because you know with Clinton you've got this communist this hardcore communist Che Guevara revolutionary communist revolutionary that's going to be in power that's going to that is going to just sever the United States and and the 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 author this 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 pastor minister whatever um, 
um, and, and you'd know his name, but but who wrote this missive, you know, seemed to justify the lack of action or the lack of support on Trump for Trump, because he's the lesser of two evils. It's still evil. Yes, I understand that. However, given the cards that we must play, I cannot, as a Christian and as a conservative and as a man and as an American and the head of my family and the caretaker of 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 my estate and by estate i mean not estate estate you know what i mean my my family whatever i'm i'm charged with caring for as we all are i cannot possibly recommend inaction here and lastly joe and then i'm going to give it to you look I was. I heard this figure. It was Rick Wiles who, who was on his program. He said there were 20 million evangelicals who didn't vote or otherwise threw away their votes the last election. That could have changed everything had they voted. Don't let that happen this time, folks. It's up to us. We must take the reins. And you know, I saw Assange holding a sign that said, keep fighting. Folks, it's up to us. We must keep fighting. We're going to be right back with more fight. Stay right there. edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report on this Monday evening. After we go to our next break, we're going to open the phone lines. We want to hear from listeners out there at 844-769-2944. That's 844-769-2944. Again, we're going to start taking those calls after this next break. Preference given to first-time callers, and we ask that you we ask that you make your uh, questions or, or points uh as quickly as possible so we can get as many callers in and we really want to hear from you about yeah. the um about the presidential election um sp- specifically the revelations about Hillary Clinton campaign and the mainstream media uh collaboration as well as the Clinton campaign and their illegal practices from you know Clinton in the state department uh giving favors for money and access for money uh to what we see um where the you know from the FBI investigation as what you said earlier about the uh the FBI um there's a lot of information that's come out FBI officials allege quid pro quo in Clinton emails this deals with um the state department Clinton fundraisers lobbying the state department uh and the state department lobbying the FBI to uh, basically sweep the email investigation under the rug. We're going to get to all that just in just a minute. Yeah, you know, there's nothing I like more, folks. I mean, after a hard day of investigative reporting and, and going through, uh, you know, tens of thousands of emails or, or trying to make sense of everything, there's nothing I like more than just uh, j- just sitting in front of my fireplace on, on a chilly night, a chilly fall night, and cracking open a good book. Let me tell you about T.C. Joseph's This Generation series of novels. Oh, 
you know, what a great, fantastic read. Now, in a thrilling series of novels, T.C. Joseph takes us into the lives of three families in a world where conspiracy theories and Bible prophecies collide. T.C. Joseph's novels move through recent history to the events that are just on our horizon. He's got a witty style about him. Just a great I just love reading his books. Uh, very fascinating characters. It all provides for a great read. Not only will you folks love these books, but they can be a great tool to be used to awaken friends and family members to the perilous times that we face. Kirkus Reviews. It's a good good barometer on how good a book is. Kirkus Reviews states, and I quote, Readers of end times of fiction will be hard-pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast-paced. Another reviewing company, Blue Ink Reviews, calls this thought-provoking series absolutely riveting. Folks, get your copies of T.C. Joseph's This Generation series on Amazon.com today. Okay, that's Amazon.com, This Generation Series, Book 1, Precipice, Book 2, Pentecost. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to find them engaging. And and the third book coming out soon, Book 3, Penance. Again, folks, T.C. Joseph's, This Generation Series of Novels. You won't be sorry. What a great read. Oh, and by the way, let me just say this. While you're curled up with a good book, and occasionally, perhaps, over a dinner, over a meal, have a glass of wine. Have you tried out Wink yet? Have you you tried them out? Go go to HagmanReport.com and click on the graphic there for for Wink. If you like good wine but, but can't even spell or even pronounce the sommelier, it's time to take the stress out of wine shopping and Try Wink. It's the new way to get all of the best wines perfectly matched to your palate. We're, we're, they're part of our family as sponsors. And Wink is, right now, they're offering our listeners $20 off right now when you go to Try Wink. That's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot com slash Hagman. They'll even cover the shipping. It's really a great uh, way to enjoy wine, a glass of wine with dinner, or a glass of wine when you're reading T.C. Joseph's This Generation series of novels. So, folks, you know, support our sponsors. Go to Try Wink, W-I-N-C, T-R-Y-W-I-N-C, trywink.com slash Hagman. It's, uh, you know, I just want to check to see if, if you've tried it. We've tried it. Of course, we, we were customers. My wife and I do like to celebrate, uh, uh, you know, date night, Saturday night with a glass of wine, a nice dinner, and uh, even over a good book, T.C. Joseph's book. So it's, uh, and, and with with the cold winter setting in, or cold weather setting in, oh, it just warms up the insides, right? So that's that's that. But, Joe, you were getting into some things. Yeah, there's a couple things. And, you know, <laughs> the more we read these and, and talk about them, the more... It, it, I think about you know what difference is it going to make um, this stuff the important stuff is not making it to the mainstream media and back to what CNN said 
basically that the webs the the email leaks for you to have them are illegal and you need to rely on the media to give you a accurate portrayal of what's really going on because you can't look at the emails you can't have the emails uh but they can because they are the media and they're the only ones that can tell you uh exactly you know what's what but you know there are interesting uh, new revelations today about Clinton campaign ties with the media. We've seen so many of these so far from the Clinton campaign, uh, even the State Department, allowing the Clinton campaign to write its talking points for them, and the State Department using those talking points in an article or articles with selected journalists who would put a good spin on the story. Um, and the names of the, the journalists are in there. The AP is where they work. And you can actually, if you follow the email trail and the dates on those, the story was written two days after the email trail with the same reported list, reporters listed in the emails um, with the spin that they wanted on it, the State Department giving the journalists the Clinton talking points as their own. And that's just one example of the collusion between the media and the Clinton campaign. But the um, what we're going to look at now is the money given, the donations given to the Clinton campaign from journalists as uh, Trump's already accused uh, of the media of helping to rig the election to help Hillary Clinton, the journalists have reinforced that perception of bias by handing Clinton $400,000 in donations, according to an explosive new report, the Watchdog Center for Public Integrity. On Monday, said the journalists favored Clinton 27-1 to 1 over Trump, as $386,000 went to the Clinton campaign from journalists, 14000 went to Trump. Some 430 people in the media business donated to the Clinton, compared to 50 to Trump. Journalists from ESPN, Vogue, Ellie, The New Republic, Facebook, and many others coughed up cash for Clinton in record form. Even Pulitzer Prize-winning media critic for The New Yorker wrote a check to Hillary Clinton. And we see this continued pattern of behavior um, you, know, you know what, Joe? As you as you were going through that, you know what really got got me, and, and people don't really understand this, or they're not. The media is not going to report this, as you just said. The, you're not going to hear this in the media. But what really kind of angered me. New Yorker, the television critic Emily Nussbaum or Nussbaum. Now remember this name, Emily Nussbaum from the New Yorker, television critic, a Pulitzer Prize winner. And she, you might remember her. She spent the entirety of the Republican National Convention just bad-mouthing, just ripping Donald Trump, uh, saying, calling him a, 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 a shyster, running an ugly and xenophobic campaign, a misogynist. Well, Emily Nussbaum, what, what no one disclosed, and certainly she didn't say, she contributed $250 to Hillary Clinton in April and continued, uh, allegedly continued contributions. Now, th- that's nothing, okay? That's just chump change for these people. But Carol Simpson, a former ABC World News Tonight anchor, in 1992, she became the first black woman to moderate a presidential debate. Do you remember this? Probably not. But you know, was it, was it her stature in journalism? Or, 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 or was it something else? Guess what? She lined the Clinton pockets with 
$2,800. You see, what, what price is your soul worth? I understand business is business, but when you pay to play, you know, conventional wisdom, folks, it holds that journalists are supposed to be neutral, right? They, they, they must supposed take, to be. Yeah, they shouldn't take sides, either in word or action. But during this election season, how many of you, you just said, how many have, have aligned themselves with either Clinton or Trump by personally donating money? And especially Clinton? Uh, you know, people have, they're identified in federal campaign finance filing as journalists, reporters, news editors, television anchors, as well as other donors known to be working in journalism. And, and as you said, they've combined to give how much? It was more than $386,000 to uh, Hillary Clinton, 14000 to Trump. Yeah. yeah. 430 yeah. members of the media donating to Clinton, 50 to Trump. Yeah. It, it, more than 96% of that cash, you said, I think, benefited Clinton. Right? I mean, it's, it's amazing. 27 to 1, yeah. Uh, Clinton to Trump uh, benefits by the, the media. And, um, by the way, we shouldn't be full disclosure. We, we, uh, okay, now, let me ask you. Now, you're under oath. How much have you get, given to any political campaign this year, Joe? Zero dollars and zero cents. Myself, zero. Nada. Nothing. Okay, Eric, you don't have to mic up. I just need to know. He Eric. donated $30 to Gary Johnson. Uh, no, I'm kidding. What's Aleppo? Uh, so, uh, Eric, uh, Eric's just laughing, saying, yeah. Uh, tax fraud. Donations through tax fraud. Uh, okay. The only campaign in my whole life I've ever given money to. I think I donated $10 to a Ron Paul campaign back in 2008. I think that's the only time I've ever, ever given money to any politician. You know that is the only time. I, I I'll tell you a real quick story. I, and I I don't donate at all. Uh, I I to, to I, I let me just say this. I don't donate. They can to donate to me. To, right. I will donate to ministries that are out doing things. All right. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm going to say because we do tithe. All right. Just so you know, we do tithe. A political donation, I don't think, is a time. No, absolutely not. But I, a little funny, a funny story, and, and Joe and Eric can attest to this. Um, it could be, both of, both Joe and Eric, uh, helped me yesterday at my, at my home. And, uh, so I was home yesterday. Uh, actually I ran out to do some errands and I pulled into my driveway and expecting Joe and Eric to, to, to be there shortly. Um, to give me a hand with something I needed done at, at my home, and so I pulled into my driveway. And I, as I pulled into my driveway, I, I I was caught by complete surprise. Attached to two big trees <laughs> in my front yard is a Trump sign. Trump it's like a billboard. It, it it it's it folks. It is six feet wide by eight feet long, and. It was tacked up. To, uh, I've got two trees in my front yard that are, well, six feet apart, roughly. And, and so I, I pull in and I see this Trump Pence sign, 2016, 
nailed to my trees. You can't miss it. It, it looks like the 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 uh, Northwest Pennsylvania headquarters for Donald Trump. It, of course, my stepson thought it would be funny to to, to put the sign up. Um, now, let me tell you something. You you, you want to know what my neighbors think of me? I don't know. Uh, although my one neighbor early this morning when I let my dog out, I was it was she has to go to work at seven, so it was sometimes it was like six fifteen or six twenty. I let my dog out. I happened to see her. I waved and she didn't wave back. Uh, I, I don't know what that means. My other neighbor had a, a actually, and this is a true story, had a, a Clinton sign out, one of those small, you know, yard signs that stick in the ground like, you know, mm-hmm. and on there about two feet by two feet. Um, he took his sign out of his yard. I don't know whether it was through intimidation. And uh, so anyway. What, intimidation from what? Well, I, when I say intimidation, you know, I I don't mean it. Because they saw the my, big my sign. I'm crazy, I think. Well, and I, I, you know, I didn't put the sign up, okay? Um, and earlier today, before I came to the studio, I was out. Uh, I had my 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 father-in-law uh, and my 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 sister-in-law over, and it's a long story. I mean, my father-in-law, as, as listeners know, suffers from Alzheimer's, and uh, we try to keep him active. And and anyway. We were out. It was a nice day. We were out in the front of our property, and this car slows down. I'm thinking, oh, here we go. You know, <laughs> now it's a party. We've had uh, acts of vandalism against uh, Trump signs here in our our town. Yes. Um, recently, and and uh, even in, in New York, you know, across the border, uh, there have been reports of. People spray painting and taking down, cutting up signs in people's front yards. So, well, I, I gotta just tell you this because it was so, it was so weird. I, when this car slowed down and it was this, this woman, um, an older woman, uh, when I say older, my age, maybe a little younger than me, uh, she, she pulls, well, she pulls into the driveway and we've got kind of a long driveway. And she pulls in and, and my wife's out there and my, my father-in-law's out there and my sister-in-law. And she gets out of the car, and lady, you know, her studio dog was not in the studio. She was with me, and she's really protective of me, lady. So she, anyone like comes near me, uh, she goes nuts. But anyway, so this woman approaches slowly, and she says, "I'm, I, I'm, I'm your kind of your neighbor. I, I walk by your home. I walk my um, Labrador Retriever and her smaller dog." And I said, "Yeah, I know you." And I'm thinking, "Okay, here it goes." She's going to say, you know, you got to take it down, or I'm offended, or something. And she said, you know, I saw your sign, and I'm holding my breath. And she said, I've been trying to get one of those, and I'm on a waiting list. They said it would be two weeks before I can get it. And I started laughing. I thought, oh, really? So that just, the reason I brought that up is just to let people know, you know, Think about that. Two weeks for a sign of that size. Um, that says yeah. something in a very heavily Democratic general area. Now, where I live, it's, it's I don't know, mostly Republican. Who knows anymore? Uh, yeah, I talked to a friend today who their family has been Democrats for a while. They're not really into politics at all. Um, but my friend told me that 
even his parents and his family. He said everybody he knows in his family are voting for Trump, which I was surprised when he said that because we don't usually talk politics. It comes up here and there. And when he told me that, I, you know, I told him, I said, that seems to be most people I talk to. I, I haven't met anybody personally who says, yes, I'm voting for Hillary. You know, I, not I, that I talk I to have. lots of people um, about it, but. And, and I don't know how many people saw Amy Schumer's uh, horrid, horrible display. I didn't see that. Yesterday. Uh, or I read about it. But, you know, um, one of the problems I think that, that people have, especially conservatives have, and this is not a fault of anyone's, but um, it's difficult enough to assemble your thoughts to do a radio show. And believe it or not, it, it is kind of difficult. It's it's demanding. It, you've got to have your thoughts together, and you've got to be coherent. But uh, you got a mic up, my brother. Yeah, no no teleprompters here. Uh, no, but 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 but. Amy Schumer, this entertainer, was doing a bit, and she brought up a guy on stage to ask why he was voting for Trump. And asked people out in the audience, you know, who's voting for Trump, and people raised their hand, and so she brought up a guy. Anyway, the guy said because it wasn't a vote for Trump, but it was a vote against Clinton. Now, now I agree with that. Uh, well, I, I for people to do that, but, absolutely. But, but but she said, well, why? But why would you vote for Donald Trump? What qualities? See, a lot of people don't think that far now i take away the spontaneity or or the the um the stress the mental stress that you know you would have by being called up on stage in front of a large audience and having to answer a question that you're not expecting but i think a lot of people do have a problem um identifying with trump and explaining or articulating in any proper fashion why they would vote for trump or vote for any candidate um, I, you know, I, th- I think uh, I think a lot of times our talking points are not. I mean, we're not coherent a lot. A lot of us. So we need to be a little bit more introspective and a little bit more coherent. Get coming out of the gate, I think, and I think we have to have our thoughts together. I'm just it's just something I thought of and I wanted to mention um, because otherwise we look like sometimes and we can we look like a bunch of Looney Tunes. Heck, we look Joe and I. I mean, I'm I won't speak for Joe, but I look like a Looney Tune sometimes or sound like one sometimes. You know, if I'm caught off guard or if if if, um, if I get a question that I'm not expecting and and you know I'm in a situation it's just you know I'm thinking about five hundred other things and you know so. Uh, so we have to be a little bit more together, I guess is what I'm saying, in terms of our thoughts and, and understand why we are doing things. It's just my two cents worth. But but that Amy Schumer, uh, w- what a sickening, disgusting display of filth. And, and I mean filth. What I heard, I, no, I'm, I'm a guy who's been around. I wouldn't want, you know what? If my daughter talked like that, I don't care if she's Schumer's age or not. She'd be eating a bar of soap. And I certainly wouldn't go out with anyone or, or you know, have a relationship with anyone who talked like that. Oh, that's why I love my wife so much. Anyway. Yeah. we got a few minutes before the top of the hour break. We're going to, again, take phone calls next hour at 844-769-2944. That's 844-769-2944. One other piece I want to make sure we hit on before the break. New FBI release on Clinton email probe refers to shadow government. 
This from CNBC. The uh, Hill also reported on this. Fox News had a report on it. But this article goes on to talk about 100 pages released Monday morning, um, a new trove of interview summaries and notes from the FBI's investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails lays out a series of allegations that could prove fodder for future attacks on the Democratic president nominee. The 100 pages released Monday include claims that Clinton blatantly disregarded protocol. Other claims included that a group of powerful State Department employees attempted to coordinate a document release that the department official asked for a quid pro quo, quid pro quo related to the former Secretary of State emails. The document, Part 404, to be released by the FBI, include notes and interview summaries that may illuminate more about the Bureau's decision not to recommend Clinton to be prosecuted for her actions. James Comey has come out against uh, the criticism of many Republicans and has insisted the move was apolitical. He says, I want the American people to know we really did this the right way. You can disagree with us, but you cannot fairly say we did it in any kind of political way. We don't carry water for anybody, Comey says. We were trying to do the right thing. But one revelation in the document uh, came from an interview with an unidentified person who suggested that the Freedom of Information Act request related to Clinton went through a group sometimes called the Shadow Government. There was a powerful group of very high-ranking state officials, some referred to as the Seventh Floor Group or Shadow Government. They met every Wednesday afternoon to discuss the FOIA process, congressional records, and everything Clinton-related to FOIA and congressional inquiries, the FBI interview summary said. The group argued for a Clinton document release to be conducted all at once for coordination purposes, instead of an on-rolling basis that would normally be the case. But the shadow government did not get its way, and the agency in charge decided for a rolling release. There's another claim from the document that is... Uh, one unidentified interviewee said Undersecretary of State Patrick Kennedy pressured the FBI to unclassify certain emails from the Clinton private server that were previously deemed classified in order to make Hillary Clinton look as though she did not release or uh, use her private server for high-ranking classified material. So you have a uh, Undersecretary of state in the State Department, Patrick Kennedy, trying to interfere in the Clinton email investigation by getting the FBI itself to change the classification status of emails. A representative from the State Department categorically denied that claim, um, and then they go on to give reasons why it wasn't true. But there's just too much uh, evidence from the emails online and uh, from WikiLeaks and the Podesta emails to paid speeches that have been released. And it's just really going to come down to, um, you know, we talked about this behind the scenes off air about how the Clinton, anybody who's going to vote for Hillary Clinton at this point, I mean, she could we sacrifice a child on the White House steps on live TV and it would not change their vote. And we're going to uh, be met with this kind of opposition, but I do believe that the support, the, the polls that we see are completely fabricated in order to make uh, Hillary Clinton look bad. And, I mean, we even have evidence, there is hard evidence that she stole, her and the Democratic National Committee colluded with each other to steal the primary away from Bernie Sanders. And he is still out there campaigning for her even though it is a fact that the DNC 
along with the media and Clinton campaign, had already decided Clinton would get the nomination. Even went so far as for the head of the DNC to step down right before the uh, nomination was Debbie given Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Yeah. Folks, give us a call, 844-769-2944. 844-769-2944. Your call's on the other side. Stay with us on this Monday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Also, we're going to announce who we have coming up this week, and it does not disappoint, so stay with us. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for your belief and trust in us, and thank you for for your support. We really do appreciate that. And, and, you know, we're really trying to become independent, but in order to do so, um, I mean, we we hate, we don't want ads within our videos. We just don't want that. But so, so we rely on your support, and we just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for that support which you're giving us. That's enabling us to, to offer you not just a quality program, but it's allowing us to expand, spread the word, and, and become more effective. And, and that's what it's all about. And, and really, it's, it's, it's much bigger than us, and it's much bigger than all of us. And it's, uh, it's all about spreading the word and spreading the truth and, and, and really, uh, in the end, you know, the, the, the bigger picture about uh, not this life but where we're going to spend all of eternity isn't that true that that is true it, folks we're seeing such dire events here and i just want to before we go to the phones um with syria with damascus or aleppo this is in iraq there's a lot going on yes there. but the fall of saigon redux i think it, we're seeing the end of the uh, uh the end of the tail end of the destruction of the petrodollar. Uh, we're seeing the millions upon millions of displaced people um, that, that are uh, infiltrating the West, include uh, the Middle Easterners that are, that are infiltrating the West in order to, to balkanize and to, to 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 rend our borders and language and culture. To reference Bob Michael Savage, uh, reference itself. Uh, we are now, us, we are facing sanctions or will be facing sanctions, I truly believe, with respect to censorship. Uh, Assange, of course. Now you look at Savage, speaking of Savage, you know, the, um, the, the, um, uh, the fact that he can't go to the UK and he's getting absolutely no help and even some of the emails, uh, discuss Savage's plight in, in a not so nice way. Um, we're seeing all of these these world events take place. We're inching toward war with Russia. But you you, you talk to somebody who, who who's just plugged in the corporate media. They've got no clue about Russia and about the United States and about the proxy wars. And then you've got the deliberate facil- the, the deliberate de- deceivers out there who will not uh, 
you know, it's, it's, I mean, Hillary Clinton and Obama, they really, they really started the Middle Eastern tinderbox. They set that afire, didn't they? And, and they're still going. And, and it haunts me. You know, he came, or we came, we saw he died, and then that chuckle. I want everyone to remember that. That's the real Hillary Clinton. We came, we saw he died, in reference to Gaddafi. In Benghazi, how the Democratic Progressive National Socialist Communists want everyone to believe that it was nothing more than a witch hunt. Well, they got half of it right. You know which half I'm talking about. But we're all facing this. But we all have with us, just understand this and know this, we're all in this together. We are all in this together. And we care deeply about you, and, and, and thank you again for, for your support and your kindness and your prayers. And even if you even if you can't support us and support the program, even if you can say a prayer for us, that's so much appreciated. Because I, I will say this, and I'm going to turn it over to Joe, that the heat is being turned up in ways that I cannot disclose in the story. Go ahead, Joe. Well, as promised, we open the phone lines. We're going to be taking calls, um, for the next, for the rest of the show. We're going to, we want to hear from, from you, um, about the election, uh, your take on, on what you've seen so far. And if you do have anything separate from the election that's important, feel free to chime in with it. We're going to go first, uh, and, and call with the calls in the order that they came in. Karen in New Jersey is first. We're going to you now. You're live. Karen, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi guys, how are you? We're doing great. How about yourself? Good. Um, the line's been kind of going in and out, so hopefully you can hear me okay. Um, yeah, you sound good. My, my thought is this. With all the emails, I know you're going through them all. I was just wondering, it's just a thought. Do you think that maybe you're taking their bait? Do you think that maybe this could possibly be a bigger plot of the globalists done purposely to throw Hillary under the bus and the whole entire U.S. government? Because when you look at who it's coming from, look at Julian Assange. Who is he? He's a product of MKUltra. I mean, there's a Time Magazine article on him in January of 2015, and this is what it reads a little bit about. During the 60s, 70s, and 80s, the cover for CIA Monarch and MK Ultra projects in Australia was a sect cult called The Family. It was set up as a school for children, but in reality, it was a mind-controlling facility of the CIA. And then there's a, it's a big, long article, but it says, Known children that were raised in the family were Martin Bryant, the spree killer who pled guilty of murdering 35 people and injuring 21 others in the Port Arthur Massacre, and Julian Assange. Now, see where his background is, and you know about Ruz Desdar and Dr. Lake and Mary Lou Lake and all the DID and the mind control and the, you know, Project Monarch. Why would we listen to this guy? Why would we accept his information as coming from anything but the government? Okay, if I can answer that, and just, but just by saying this, if, um, okay, the, the, and I agree with you. His background is checkered, to be absolutely true, to, to be clear. However, it's not as if this is his intellectual work product. This is a purloined product, something that wasn't his, that he had the keys to, and he grabbed, um, he grabbed the, uh, the, 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 the booty, the bounty, 
and produced it. Now, um, did he create? But he has now, a if handler. You, well, he must well, have a handler. I, I'm, I'm certain he does, or did at one point, but I, I do believe that he broke that chain. And the authenticity of the emails isn't in, up is, even for question. As correct, the Clinton campaign, even Podesta announced that they were authentic when they first started to come out. Uh, up until but, this but Russian narrative was thrown in there. Yeah, I believe he got... Of releasing them? That's my question. Do, does well, the globalists have a bigger plan to expose Hillary and throw her under the bus so they can take over without her or the government? A bigger plan, bigger than Hillary. Oh, that's a good question. And I would consider that if it wasn't for... If the media was throwing under, her under the bus with the release of the emails, but they seem to be protecting her... Unless that's some, you know, uh, turmoil inside uh, the powers that be uh, or certain factions inside the powers that be that make these things happen where you have some control of the media, some control other things, and they're fighting amongst each other. But I think if they really were going to throw her under the bus, they would make sure that the important stuff came out first and it came out in a way that the media reported on it to the point that they were reporting on these Trump sexual allegation stories. If that but makes don't sense. they want Hillary to go under the bus along with the U.S. government so the bigger, the bigger globalists, the bigger than Hillary, can step in and take over the whole government? Throw well, who would that be? Who, who would the that, globalists that we don't know, the Illuminati with the names that are really behind the scenes. Maybe they're done but, with Hillary and they want... Want a bigger? Yeah. It's a bigger thing than we're looking at. That's what oh, I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, no, I, and I th- and I think ultimately that would be their goal. However, at this point, I don't bl- I don't believe that that they've got that uh, that handler or the or not the handler, but that but that person in 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 play yet. However, uh, I know I understand you. I understand what you're saying. Um, and, and I would be much more concerned if this was an, an intellectual work product of Assange, but this is just the purloined uh, um, material by Assange. But he's been put, he's been allowed to release it. I mean, nothing happens without the globalists letting it happen. In this, wait, wait, and I I disagree with him being allowed to release it. I think, I I think this was a case where they lost control of this guy. Okay. I I think, now, now, that's, uh, that's opposing your statement. However, you know, we're both in speculation mode here, and and I respect your, you know, I mean, the guy's been living in seclusion for the last four years in a, uh, is nothing uh, fancy at all. Um, and he'd really be, uh, I think there we would see, as I said, you know, more, if they really wanted to throw her under the bus, they have everything but, and anything but let's they'll add. Oh, no, no, no. You know, I mean, she, she I mean, puts could up be a good the, point. I mean, that's, you know, yeah, we have to look bigger. at all of We're thinking too small. I think we're thinking too small. I think it's bigger than Hillary. I, oh, and, my, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just guessing because nothing happens without them wanting it to happen. If they didn't want these to come out, they wouldn't have come out. I really, I, that's what I think. I mean, I could be totally wrong, but I'm thinking maybe we're just looking at the wrong thing. Maybe they want us to look at Hillary. Maybe it's bigger than that. I, I don't know. It's just a thought. Well, and and we, it's a good thought, and we should keep that in mind as 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 investigators. Um, it's always good to be reminded of these things. And I, I used to have a partner who hated to be reminded of stuff like this. Um, you know, but, but I think, no, you make a good point. I think we have to look at all 
potentialities here in all angles. And are, are we, are we seeing the bigger picture is what you're asking? Or are we limiting ourselves by just looking at this one, you know, in this one fashion? But, but we're going to look at everything we possibly can. So thank you for that. And thank you for keeping okay. us honest and on target. It's a thought. It's a thought. It's a good you know? one. Okay. Well, thank you Stop. so much for your show. You guys are great. Well, thank you. Ken. Thanks, Aaron. Have a good night. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And, and let's keep that in mind, Joe. I mean, seriously, let, let's make sure we're not missing the, the bigger picture for the, the smaller one. No, absolutely. We're going to go to Maria in Virginia next. Maria, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi, guys. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we can. We can. And, and just, for, just for full disclosure... This is Maria Canise, the author of Prepare for Persecution, folks. If you don't have that book, go to Amazon right now and get it. It's never been more relevant than it is today. It's expanded. It's revised. It's new, brand new. Prepare for uh, Persecution, Maria Canise on Amazon.com. There. I I just said it. (laughs) It's good to talk to you. And um, I put it out in 2014, updated in 2015. I've just put out an updated one. When you look for the title, you'll see the two old ones on the top because they've sold in the past, and then you'll see some by, some other people, and then I'm below that. So you okay. need to look. To, the new one has 50 new pages on it, five new chapters that are important, oh, plus updated yes. information. So, and and I, um, I love that book. I, and, and, again, allow me, uh, please, folks, prepare for persecution. It really, every house should have that book. It contains a lot of very pertinent information. And the update, and, and you said it, the update, 50 more pages, really makes a world of difference. Not, the, not that the other ones are, are insufficient. This, however, is really complete. I have given it, as folks, I've given it to uh, neighbors and friends and family members because I think a lot of this book, Prepare for Persecution, Amazon.com. Maria, go ahead. Okay, a uh, couple of things. First, I want to bounce off what Karen said, and that is um, sort of related to that from a little different angle. Back in 2008, there's a guy named Webster Griffin Tarpley who's real far left, progressive and all that, and he put out a book called Obama, the Postmodern Coup, the Making of a Manchurian Candidate, and he thinks that if Obama got elected, it would actually be a coup, not just an election. And he saw Obama as as being a fascist rather than a left liberal. Uh, well, that kind of fits in with Obama giving. Since when do presidents go and give speeches in Germany in the exact location where Hitler did and end up with a Heil Hitler salute? You know. That's we have actually we we typical. have that book. Yes, and I've read that book. We have that book here at the office, and you make a good point. Um, it it a then, fascist indeed. Yeah, well, Tarpley said if Obama was elected, we would wind up in a war against Russia and China because the big new Brzezinski has a strong influence on him, and Brzezinski's been trying to get that war going since he was with Carter back when, years ago. Um, now, if this really was a coup, that would explain why Obama is looking, acting, and being treated like, first of all, a savior. People, artists portrayed him looking like Jesus. Then Pharaoh, that's a god. And then he does stuff without Congress, and he's going to find ways around Congress and the Supreme Court and everything else. He acts like he can; he's entitled to do anything he wants to. Well, that where, where, where's our branches of government and checks and balances in that one? Okay, now tyrants like to have court favorites, right? So 
he hates Hillary Clinton's guts, but they work together for mutual benefit, and he allows them to do all kinds of illegal and immoral things while she's Secretary of State and with the Clinton Foundation and now for her campaign. But it's obvious from some things he'd said that he'd much rather stay in power himself. So if she gets elected, then uh, she'll pardon him for anything he's done, and he can have power in other ways. And if he gets find some excuse to stay in and get rid of her, then he'd like that even better. So if these emails throw her under the bus, then Obama would be delighted, because if there's enough trouble, or if we go to war with Russia, like Tarpley said we would, if he can declare martial law, then uh, see what I mean? In the the into what you just said, the Russian foreign minister came out and said, "We, meaning Russia, could be at war with the United States before their election." That was just said, I think, within the last twenty four hours. So you, okay. you know, yeah, but uh, very salient points here, um, and frightening points uh, on the geopolitical stage. So the the most important thing I I had to go to the bank today and and um, I talked to a manager there who's knowledgeable and she's worried about the elections and worried about war and all of that stuff. She's a good Christian woman and and um, and I talked with got something to eat, kind of saying goodbye to normal life. I went to my favorite little restaurant to get something just to say goodbye to normalcy because as far as I'm concerned, it's behind us. It's in our past. We, we, this is a whole new world. And uh, That's the waitress there is all way. worried. Hmm? You, you know, what you just said there, how many people are acting um, uh, acting like you? I mean, I, I don't mean to sound degrading. Um, how many people are, are walking around thinking just like you're thinking? Because that, that seems to be the norm. It's like goodbye to normalcy, you know? Um, yeah, I'm praying with people for their kids, for protection for their kids, this kind of thing. Uh, we need to get right with God. That's my big message. That's the biggest and most important prepping we can do is to get right Amen. with God. Exactly. And, uh, oh. are, 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 are you okay? I mean, we, we, I know you're a Christian, and I know that that your faith is unshakable. Um, knowing you, I mean, I, I, are are you of the opinion? I mean, what you're seeing, are, are, are you are you frightened, well, concerned, uh, frightened might yeah, be a little I'm bit Yeah, I'm scared. Older. Of course I'm scared. That's natural. God, God okay. wired us so that we, fear is a normal thing. We don't have to stay afraid, but we, it's normal to get afraid, just like we don't have to stay angry, but it's normal to get angry. You know, the, the old thing about you can't stop birds from flying overhead, but you don't have to let them build a nest in your hair. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So well, well, it, go yeah, to sleep sleepless I mean, it, night. Okay, stay, get up and pray some more, read some more Bible or whatever. But you know what? With earthquakes, think about California. It's important to have a lot of small earthquakes so you don't have the pressure build up and then have one big, huge, overwhelming one. Right. That's right. The same thing is true emotionally. I go through, ever since I've been doing this research, I go through times when I go into shock and get cold and have to bundle up in bed with a hot pad on and, you know, living on Rolaids and stuff like that. And lots of my, I'm praying all the time. Anytime I'm not on the computer, I'm listening to worship music. I've got to have lots of Bible and lots of worship music. But um, So I go through lots and lots of small earthquakes. But then when the big one comes, 
when the hammer falls, for me, it'll be another earthquake bigger than what I've been going through normally, but not catastrophic. For me, I'll survive that. But the people that get blindsided, Jesus said men's hearts would faint for fear. Well, that means people having heart attacks. We're going to see people going having heart attacks, jumping out of windows like they did when the stock market crash in 1929. We're going to see people going insane, crazy murders, zombie crimes, and all kinds of... Back then in 1929, most people were Christians. A lot of them were real solid Christians. They were disciplined lives. Now we've got people that are all touchy-feely and undisciplined, and most of them aren't real Christians, or else they're very immature. Whole different ballgame. Back then, there were some pockets of occult in the country, but it was very marginal. Now it's taking over and becoming mainstream. So we're going to see a lot of demonized people going crazy when the hammer falls. We have got to know who we are in Christ. We've got to understand spiritual warfare. I don't go into that stuff in the book because that's too controversial. People can go to Rusty Star for that. <laughs> or, or Neil Anderson, he's very good. But... um but we have got to know who we are in Christ and and be able to protect ourselves. And one good way to do that is just praying. Like on Halloween, there's some so-called going, every Halloween now, I stay up from midnight until 3 in the morning. That's when the Satanists do their stuff. And I'm worshiping God. I'm singing and praying. I'm reading the Bible. I love Handel's Messiah. I know most of it by heart. I sing out loud with a, a, the whole thing, the whole two hours of it, and repeat parts of it, you know. Uh, but I figure if they're going to be out there doing everything they can to blaspheme and mock God, I'm going to get out there and honor him. So that, that honors God, but it's also protection, because when they send their demons out, they're not going to want to come into a house with all that worship going on. Right? That's They'll find point. some other place. They want low-hanging fruit. So mm. uh, we need to uh, sing in the car when you're driving, this kind of thing, you know? Sure. We need to get a worship vocabulary, stuff we know by heart. Stuff the modern, a lot of modern worship music is so complicated. You can't sing it unless you've got a, a, a playing a recording with it. We need simple songs that we can sing when we're doing the dishes or driving the car. We need a worship vocabulary. Very well said. Well, I want yeah. to exhort exhort the listeners. Please pray for Doug and Joe for their wives for Jackie, for Eric the Tech, for Rick Wiles, Steve Quayle, um, Tom Bowerly, Doug was mentioning tonight, um, Julian Assange, pray for protection for him and for his salvation. You know, he's taking big risks to try to save our country. We, the least we can do is pray for his salvation. Amen. If he's MK Ultra, then he's multiple people in one of them. There's probably one in there that's open to God. And if God can get one, he can work from that one to the others. So um, we we just need to to pray for protection for people because our ultimate everything else is falling apart. You know, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand, and it's becoming very obvious that the other ground is sinking sand. Oh, true. Lord, please, we just ask you protection for Doug and Joe, for the studio, for their family, their vehicles, their equipment, for Eric, for everybody connected with him, for Jackie, for the people behind the scenes, for Troy, and people at Global Star and Blog Talk Radio, and all the ones we don't know about, and J.D. and Joe Charles, all of them, everybody that's helping him in any way, Lord. We just ask you, you watch over them, your protection, you keep angels around them, that they will never be in the wrong place at the wrong time and that they will be in the right place at the right time, Lord, and that you give them an early warning signal 
system that they will hear from you when they need to and they'll know when they need to change plans, when they need to do something different. And with Doug and Joe, they're overwhelmed with so many headlines and so many emails to plow through that they'll know your priorities about how to handle what they have to do and that they'll have enough time, enough rest, and time with their families. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Maria, thank you so very much. God bless you. Love you guys. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person when we get to heaven and introducing you to my husband. God bless you. Bye-bye. Folks, that was Marie Canise. Prepare for persecution. Amazon.com. Before we're getting near to the break, I just want to I just want to say this. It was November 27th, 1976, 40 years ago next month, that Howard Beale, that fictional character, said this. And you remember this, folks, from the movie Network. You know, I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everyone knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the streets. And there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do. And there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. And we sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's it's like everything everywhere is going crazy. So we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house. We sit slowly or in the world slowly. Uh, and slowly the world we, uh, we're living in is getting smaller. And all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radials, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to riot. I don't want you to write your congressman, because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I, I don't know what to do about the Depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first you've got to get mad. And you've got to say, I'm a human being. Damn it. My life has value. So I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go out, go to the window. Open it. And stick your head out and yell, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it, take this anymore. I want you to get, get up right now. Sit up. Go to your windows. Open them up. Stick your head out and yell, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. But first, you got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Then we'll figure out what to do about the depression and the inflation and the oil crisis. But first, get up out of your chairs. Open the window. Stick your head out and yell and say it. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Folks, you're listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Thank you for your belief and trust in us. Thanks for being there. Remember, we're all in this together. And yes, righteous anger does have a place. Quick announcement. Tomorrow night, Daniel Holdings, the first two hours, followed by Stan Deo in hour three, and then Wednesday, Dinesh D'Souza in hour one, and Carl Gallup's hour two and three. 
Stay with us. We'll be right back for our last segment right after this. Studios here in Northwest Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for your listening. For listening, thank you Global Star Radio Network. Thank you BTR, and of course, thanks for everyone watching on YouTube. Our prayers go out to our law enforcement friends, friends in law enforcement, Officer Sean. Hope you're doing well. All of the police officers listening to us in their vehicles, truckers driving down the road. Please be safe out there. The, uh, we have so much more, uh, folks. The Clinton Foundation, the raping of Haiti. Um, it's unbelievable just what is taking place. The wholesale corruption of the Clinton criminal cabal at the epicenter of the globalist agenda. We've got, uh, of course, the, um, the propaganda that is being pushed out by Clinton and by the globalists. Did you notice, have you seen the new uh, market or the new campaign ad spot by Hillary, Diane Rodham Clinton, talking about uh, Alex Jones, for example, and of course, uh, you know, how delusional us conspiracy theorists are. Folks, I just want to point this out very quickly. On Thursday, West Palm Beach, Donald Trump gave in my view, one of the most important campaign speeches of his career. And, and I equate that speech, the West Palm Beach speech, and I'm working on, a, on an article about this. I, I equate that with Kennedy's Secret Society speech. I, I said this on uh, the Common Sense Show last night with Dave Hodges. He'll, um, uh, uh, Trump spoke in depth about uh, 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 about the conspiracies that exist and about how the mainstream media, the corporate controlled mass media is changing the narrative of things and, and, and so much more. On that very same day, Barack Hussein Obama II, Barry Satora spoke in Pittsburgh in, in referencing the of course, the Wild West of the Internet proclaimed that he must, by his own edicts, must curtail the conspiracy theories that, that are so rife on the Internet and changing history. Two diametrically opposite messages, folks. Trust me when I tell you, we are in the crosshairs of the globalists. We are in the crosshairs of Obama, of Clinton, of Kerry, of the globalists. They mean business. They are afraid. They are on the run. They are afraid of the exposure being given to them. We are making a difference. Keep fighting. Never give up. And I want to draw your attention as well before we get back to calls you heard alex wilson on our show folks talking about precious timber if you don't know what i'm referring to folks precious timber 
He was on thir- our three last Tuesday. Yes, and what a great man. What a great company Precious Timber is. They, um, in Nicaragua, they're, they're, I mean, building, my goodness, uh, uh, building schools and libraries and doing so much for the country. But, but you know what? Out of all of this, you, as a savvy investor, can take advantage of what they're doing. In one instance, coconuts. Just coconuts. Worldwide demand is making coconuts one of the highest yielding cash crops. Coke and Pepsi, many high net worth individuals have invested in coconuts as a growth investment for long-term income. Direct ownership of fully managed coconut acreage is now available to accredited investors. And coconut yield could, and coconut, uh, I'm sorry, and, and could yield as much as 15% per year. I, imagine that. I mean, direct ownership of fully managed coconut acreage is available to accredited, accredited investors and could yield as much as 15% per year. That's an amazing figure. This triple bottom line opportunity generates a measurable, beneficial social and environmental impact alongside an attractive financial return that lasts for up to 60 long years. Think about what you can do for your family. What a legacy you can create. Help precious timber, create jobs, educate children, and protect our planet by growing coconuts on prime farmland close to the tropical Costa Rican border. Qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com. That's ProfitsInCoconuts.com. Or dial 855-888-6288 for more information. Now, this this announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offering made by prospectus only. Call 855-888-6288 or visit ProfitsInCoconuts.com. That's ProfitsInCoconuts.com. We're going to go back to the phones. We have a first-time caller, Sally, in Texas. We're going to come to you first. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Welcome, Sally. Oh, hi. Hi, how are y'all doing? We're doing great. How about yourself? Doing well. I'm listening tonight, and I've had a thought about um, if if Trump wins, what do you think that, I mean, do you think that um, Hillary and Bill are just going to ride off in the sunset, or do you think that they're going to stay um, on the peripheral of all the activity and continue with their um, foundation and um, collecting money from all these powerful people in the world? Well, I would... um think that they're not going to leave any money on the table and that's their own words um when even talking about taking foreign investments while running for president mm-hmm. even talking about how that mm-hmm. was illegal to do so and they said you know who cares take the money we can spend it how we want and and deal with the attacks later um there's been speculation that you know Hillary Clinton's going to cut and run but I don't think that's in her her nature or whatever's ruling her in their nature um uh-huh. I think they're gonna keep on doing what they're what they're doing. Um right, so, what Sally, they've been doing. What, what do you think? I mean, I if, if you don't mind me that, asking. 
Well, I kind of go back and forth, but I kind of think that they're going to stay around and continue selling, you know, you know, pay to play because they've still got, <clears throat> excuse me, they've still got a tremendous amount of influence and they could very well end up being, um, um, what do you call it? These people, um, there in Washington that always pay to get their way. Um, you know, that where they can still, well, a politician, I'm a, but what, I'm, um, I'm, no, I'm kidding. I forget, okay, I forget what the word is. Um, but I feel like that they will stay around and still push their agenda because I don't think that she's going to give up on this one world agenda that she's had. And um, a lobbyist, that's the word that I want. I was, I was trying to think of, um, to be a lobbyist where she's still pushing the, um, because she'll still have a tremendous amount of influence with the Democratic Party and still trying to push the way because everyone is really going, I think, I think Trump is going to have a really hard road to hoe if he does win and get in because he's not only going to have the Democrats as thorn in his side, but he's going to have all the all the fight and the troubles that he has from the Republican Party. And then he's trying to set his agenda and um, um, meet the promises that he's promised us. So I think that he's got a hard time, and I think that Obama's going to stay around and I think Bill and Hillary are going to stay around out on the peripheral, and they will still keep hounding on their agenda that they're that they've not, you know, that they would be doing if they were in office. I don't know. I mean, I just don't see them riding off into the sunset and picking up everything and moving to another country and saying adios. I don't. I don't see them doing that. I think that yeah, they'll stay uh, around. Yeah, yeah, the only the only cons- or the only uh, 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 variables to that, in my view, is her age and her health, as well as his health. Now, uh, you, you factor those in, and, and I'm looking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. now I, I'm um, ha- having some limited training in criminal behavioral analysis and looking at them only from that perspective um, they just don't people like that just don't go away you're right no they don't Mm-mm. no they don't okay so and that's why I yeah. think that they'll continue being thorns in Trump's side as he's trying to push his agenda and getting things going I don't you know he's not going to have an easy time if if he wins and I hope he does but um, I don't think it's going to be real easy. You know, I want to get on the bandwagon and like, Ray, 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 if we can just get him in office, then we can get every, you know. But, 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 it's, but it's never that way. It's very hard for them because he's, he's going to have to work against the tide of years of corrupted politicians, corrupted Washington. And he's bucking the system, and it's not going to be easy for him. I, you know, that's mm-hmm. very true. 
Yeah. That my that's my opinion, but I just wanted to know because I haven't ever heard anyone ask the question upon what do you think Bill and Hillary will do if they don't win the White House. And um but you know, so I just thought I would call and see if y'all had an opinion. Well, uh, you know, yeah, what a great question and uh Maybe that says something else about us believing that she's not going to win or she's not going to lose. I guess you know, in, in a sense, not, not thinking that through, and, and that's uh, that's a rather disconcerting thought. Um, and in fact, I'm, I I really believe that the fix is in for some electoral upset and uh, her being put into office, but. Failing that, what would she do? That's a, that's a great question, and I think we're going to give some right. uh, give some necessary thought to that and analysis to that because of their, their she, criminal conduct. She's got an awful lot of power, and yeah. she knows a lot of dirt on a lot of people, and um, um, and she can continue getting richer off of all of her contacts and the dirt that she knows on people and. And being lobbyists to um, promote the agenda, um, just because they don't lose, just because they don't win the White House this time, doesn't necessarily mean that. I mean, her health is is giving. Both of their health is giving. But what damage can they do in the meantime? I have known wow. a lot of power. I've known several powerful women that. We're still welding their power to the last breath, you know. So, sure. and I don't, I don't see her giving up. She has, she has dreamed of having, being in the White House as the first lady. I'm not the first lady, but the president. And right. on the agenda that she has been on, I don't think that she's going to give up that easily. You know, she's yeah. gone through weight. Too, way too much to give up on her dream of getting uh, um, the president in the White House. You know, so I don't think gonna she's going to ride off into the sunset. Now, now you've opened up an entirely new avenue invest, of investigation we've got to look into, and, and and it needs to be looked into. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. You know, <laughs> the two previous callers were really good. And um, um, sometimes I do like it when you do open up the lines for us to call in. So thank you very much, and I really enjoy y'all. Oh, God bless you. Thanks we, for calling, We Sal. enjoyed it. What a great, what a great call. Thanks, Sal. You have a good night. All right. You too. Thank you. Right. Bye. Folk, folks, uh, uh, how about this? The uh, FBI just... Uh, they're claiming they're releasing yet another round of documents to provide transparency for the investigation into Clinton's private email server. And, and transparency. There, there's two There's two things here I want to point out. Transparency, number one, and number two is the Freedom of Information Act. All right? Now, just, just now, as, as a matter of fact, you can find this on the American Mirror website. Again, the FBI is saying, hey, we're going we're to... In the interest of transparency, we're going we're to toss out another round of documents. And this includes their own uh, 
the investigative notes on top of uh, redacted emails well, yeah. and other information. Yeah, but listen to this now. Okay, this is this is how well in many cases. See, uh, there are some journalists out there who who live, breathe, and, and die by the Freedom of Information Act process. All right, which and and you can you can see that and and that's I mean as long as you know how to, to or as long as you 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 uh, are able to file the FOIA uh, documents and such, boy, you know you're the journalist, you are a journalist. Well, that's a bunch of hooey because the FBI's FOIA library contains many files of public interest and historical value. Reads one. Uh, a, a notice reads when one accesses the uh, FBI FOIA archive. But here's the deal with these with these email releases. There are f- over four thousand five hundred redactions in the Hillary FBI documents. All right. So how's that for transparency? Oh, and by the way, how's the FOIA process in this case working for you? Yes, in some page, in some cases, the entire pages are redacted. Other pages were rendered virtually useless for public record, as large portions were covered over. There you have it. There's that transparency working for you. There it is. There, there it is. (laughs) Absolutely right. Four thousand five hundred. Oh my word. Well, we got about ten minutes left. We got five callers. We're going to give two minutes to each caller and try and get through these as How's fast as we can. About, about we ninety seconds. Jay in New York, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Good. I talked to you before uh, with the MH three seventy stuff a while back. Remember that? Yes, yes, yes. Thoughts? Yeah. How you been? Good. I hope. Anyway, I'm going to try to blow through this stuff really quick. The first thing I, I really want to get to, and I'm not a pastor, I'm not a preach, um, you know, I am, hey, I'm God's, one of God's guys, you know, just like you. Um, you had a guy on that you interviewed from Syria, um, and he was fighting with the Kurds. And I just want to offer out a prayer and, and have people take a moment to, to pray for him and his guys and all of RSF guys that are over there, you know, all them secret squirrels running around, and they're running around, and the Iraqi guys, because between the media here and the Iraqis in Baghdad, which they're a flipping mess, okay, um, they told them, we're coming. And that whole city of Mosul is a big flipping booby trap right you've been there now. right you've been there i well, hey. no I, I i haven't been there i wish i did i i almost had my chance to get into uh the civil war in baghdad back in oh five oh six but um i end up getting some crazy type of flu andromeda strain type stuff the day <laughs> before my end doc um so I wasn't able to make it, and I had to apologize to uh, the guy who, who was a SEAL, um, and I was going to go into naval intel at the time, and uh, I couldn't make it because I was I was laid up. But I want to offer a prayer to those guys 
and their families because his they're, they're his name walking. is Sarge uh, Sangari. That's his name. Sarge Sangari. To him, but all the other staff sergeants, you know, my grandfather was a staff sergeant, um, you know, in Europe and the Pacific and Korea. Um, and so I, I, I want to just have, you know, everybody take a moment to offer something up because those guys are walking into hell right about now because they know, bad guys know they're coming. Um, second thing is, is with this, um, this, this email stuff, a lot of people don't really appreciate the significance. It's, it shows the character of these people who will become possibly, but not hopefully, uh, you know, uh, our administration. And if this is what they're doing now, think of what they're going to do when they have unbridled power. Okay? Third thing is, is that um, with uh, this guy in the State Department trying to bribe the FBI, I find that actually kind of amusing and also an obvious show of desperation because the FBI is in investigating Hilderbeast or Hillary, whichever you want to call her, Hillbilly, whatever you want to call her. And they can't, you know, lower the level of classification on a document that may have come from one of any number of a variety of intelligence gathering agencies, including within the military. There, there would have to be a lot of things that would have to happen first in order for that classification to be lowered. And so it just shows, you know, it's, it's, it's a Johnny Bag of Donuts type of thing with them trying to do that, and, and it can't be done. On the other hand, the agents that diligently, you know, did their duty and their work in the FBI that should be, okay, J. Edgar Hoover, Comey, whatever, you know, notwithstanding, uh, those guys are freaking out right now, right about now. I mean, they're, they're really P.O.'d you know, about all this stuff. And uh, apparently I'm hearing online right now that, that, that there's some stuff going to be coming out, and that's good. Another thing associated with that is I saw on Brett Baer's report, he was talking about how the Secret Service is is talking and possibly starting to talk more about all the weirdnesses that Hillary is, is doing and that's going on with her and people being uncomfortable, uh, older guys that have experience and time, you know, they're being pushed out and there's not enough new people in there, although I'm sure she'll probably get her own little regiment of Palpatine's guard, you know, um, that they're, they're PO too. But it was interesting to hear that they're finally starting to talk about how these people around them, people that are going to take bullets for her, are, you know, not happy with the situation. And so wow. I, I, I find it, I find all this a, a little bit interesting. Um, you know, I, I had one other thing, and, and I don't know if I have time. I don't want to take up anybody else's time. Well, but Quickly, quickly, you know, go ahead. It's up to you. 
Quickly. Um, I was going to say this, too. Um, as far as Hillary, whether or not she's going to stay around if she doesn't win, um, and also if there's a bigger picture, Hillary is part of the bloodline, okay? She's related to Bill. She's related to Barry, okay, Barry Satoro. She, he, all them are related to the Bushes. They're related to Cheney, okay? And so what I'm seeing and other people, maybe the few or however many who know, and you could even probably, hopefully you get Fritz Springmeier on here and he might back up what I'm saying, is that, and all good score on Dinesh D'Souza too, um, is, is that what you're seeing is a concerted effort by not just a political party establishment and media establishment, but those who have given themselves over to, okay, those who serve, okay, all these secret groups that in the 80s when Reagan was running, groups like the Trilateral Commission, CFR, all their doings, people were talking about that, and it was in the media, and, and, and people were weighing that heavily. Now it's, oh, it's conspiracy theory, and that's just fantasy. No, it's not. These people never left. So therefore, just like Carl Rove, okay, who's always on Fox now out after uh, how many year absence, he never left D.C., okay? These people don't leave. They just slurp back into the shadows and dictate, you know, policies. And They're policies. working behind the scenes, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. So she's not going anywhere if she loses. And I'll tell you one last thing is on the debate last week or the week before uh, where they asked, well, what do you admire about the other candidate? The first thing she went to and said was, well, I admire his children. Okay? I said, that's a threat. She's going to kill your kids, dude. You better. You know, you're the second person. And, and and I'm sorry to, to the other callers on, on, on hold. I, you're the second person who said that because, the, 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 yes, there was something about the delivery of that uh, message or that statement that had in it. And, and people may, might say this is a bunch of BS, but if you understand, again, that, that criminal behavioral analysis, that, that psychopathy, um. Yes, you're correct. Go ahead and, and finish yeah, that man, thought. That was, that was a veiled threat. That was like, you know, he sleeps with the fishes. And then yep. today I saw on the morning show on another network um, that this guy on CNN said, was talking about, well, Trump should think about his children's future if he becomes president. And I was like, yeah, man, they're definitely going to kill your kids one way or other. They're going to go after you, and they're going to do you in, and that's that's that. I mean, they're going to make you pay. They're going to go after your business. They're going to go after your financials. They're going to bring all kinds of broads out of the woodwork that are going to say, you did this, you spit spitballs and Sally's hair in third grade, whatever. They're going to come out of the woodwork, they're going to destroy you, and they're going to go after your family, just like they've been going after Putin's people 
indirectly, the people around him, like that driver of his, that all of a sudden his car jumped the freaking median, uh, you know, on a highway in Russia and landed in this dude's steering wheel. And, and, and trust me when I tell you this, that's not just related, uh, that type of behavior, those threats, those, those, the veiled comments are not limited to the, the politicians or the threats, um, it, obvious threats, but they're also, uh, very abundant in the alternative media to the alternative media against the alternative media. So we're going to have to let you go. We're at the end of the program. Yep, Thank no you problem. so much for the and call. You, you got a, you got a, you got a wonderful chat room too, man. These people and these mods are awesome. So God you bless guys our moderators. Doing what you're doing. Right. I will talk to you later. God bless you Thank guys. You. Bye. Thanks. Have Thank a good you. night, Jay. I want to apologize to Sean, Dave, and Kiwi guy. Sorry, about that. Guy. we uh, apologize. Sorry. We will so get sorry. you guys next time. Uh, so you three have preference. The next time we take calls, Sean, Dave, and Hawaii guy. You know, we're we're, we're going to have to uh, talk more. Talk more. When we come back tomorrow, Daniel Holdings followed by Stan Dale. We're not going to want to miss that show. Have a good night, everybody. Oh.